0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first.
1: Ninety-three-three WMMR Audio on Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: We have our next guest in the studio just arrived. We are happy to welcome him here, and he's promoting "Fighting with My Family." And he is a director and producer of the and film, writer. and writer as well, which uh, and one of the co-creators of. The office, and uh, well, let's just welcome him. a ton of stuff. Stephen Merchant yeah. is here. Thank you very much for having me. Stephen, good morning. Thank, thank you, for, you. Thank you. For, oh Yeah, we're happy to have you in. We'll be live.
3: We are
4: live. Yes. I just wanted to check cuz I get very <laughs> foul-mouthed in this, this time of morning. Well, Do you, you know. you're,
3: you're a veteran of radio. You've been on radio, love radio. Uh, and you love radio and, and in fact um even while you were achieving success with TV shows and so on and so forth, you returned because you you loved it. Uh you know, we were over in England for a uh, uh an Eagles game. They're they're playing over there, the football team here. And uh but radio is uh, while it's the same, there are differences. And have you noticed dramatic differences? Or what were the differences between well, American radio?
4: The, one of the great pleasures of radio, as you know, is that you don't need to dress up or, um, yeah, oh or really awesome. shave or even put pants on in the morning. Yes. You can <laughs> just stagger in.
0: Showers are optional.
4: Showers are very much optional. Um, and also what I love about it is it's very immediate, right? You can say something now, you can get responses immediately on the immediately. text, on the Twitter. Um, it feels much more interactive. It feels conversational. I already feel like I know you guys, like we're having a beer <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the pub. Um, You know, TV and film and everything, it's all just so much more laborious.
3: That's, that's the... it just takes so long to get anything done. It's funny, Stephen, because at the, at the beginning stages of when I was going to school for communications, and I, I always wanted to do something comedy-based, and I, oh, TV and film, that's going to be it. TV and film, that's going to be it. And then just by sort of a circuitous way, ended up doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And then radio, and... I said, well, it's kind of the same vibe between stand-up and, totally. and and radio. Instead, as you said, that immediacy, and you were you started in stand-up as well. I uh, I
4: did. I'd always wanted to do it. All my heroes were stand-up comics. I built myself up psychologically to do it for the first time at university. I was psyched up. I had my little five-minute act. Yes. And then it was uh, it was cancelled. The gig was (laughs) cancelled. And then I lost my nerve, like a fighter pilot who'd been (laughs) shot down. And I didn't go back to it. I didn't ever try it again for another two or three years. Right. First show I did in Bristol, where my hometown in Bristol, in England, um, killed crushed it. I yes. thought, well, this is easy. Following show, died on my arse. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> arse and that was largely the experience then I had for many years. It was just either kind of dizzying highs or crushing lows. And it was a really, it's
3: tough. It's it, really tough. It's a good sort of um, way to develop skill sets. And, a, you, thick skin, and right? a thick skin, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and a thick skin. So, And I've become sort of impervious to, I'm sure, the the, the wealth of criticism that could be yeah. levied against me. But the truth of the matter is, is that it, it, it's a good way to learn. Uh, I had and- someone actually shout once, "Taxi for
4: the comedian," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought I thought was just like a. I didn't know that people actually said that. I right. thought it was just. A, oh my a god! Myth. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, there and you I go. think largely the rest <laughs>
2: of the crowd agreed. I think some of them were calling an Uber. I mean, it was right? Me. When they're all together on it, it's
3: a <laughs> yeah. little deflating. Yeah,
2: well, um, we we, we want to delve into into some of your career as as an actor and and doing uh, what you've done, but obviously you're here to promote a film, "Fighting with My yeah, Family," yeah, yeah. and. Uh, <clears throat> Nice having Dwayne Johnson on board. It's always nice having Dwayne involved oh. in any capacity of, oh your, of your life. Yes. yes. Did you uh, work uh, with him on, the, on Tooth Fairy? Yes,
4: I did a film called Tooth Fairy. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed, it. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
5: Um, how old were you at the time? I, 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 have, I have kids. I just had oh, my four. I have kids, and, and so I'm, I'm required to watch some of their programming from time it's to time. It's amazing how, mm-hmm. if you have kids, there's a whole other avenue of movies and TV, right, that you're exposed
4: to that, yeah. uh, you know.
5: Oh, there was some sort of witch uh magic show that just uh season 2 came out on Friday uh, on Prime and I we had for 4 hours just sat there and, and you don't it. even remember
3: what it was called no. it's just some
5: weird <laughs> magic witch show
3: yep so so this this project is 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 based on a uh there was a documentary I think it aired so in 2012 Dwayne, right? as I call him um he <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're allowed to thank you yeah. he
4: uh, uh was in England. He was filming Fast and Furious 6. Right. And he was in a hotel room. He couldn't sleep one night. And he saw on British TV this documentary about this real-life family of British wrestlers. Mum, dad, all the kids wrestle. Yeah. And they play to kind of tiny little provincial theater, half-filled theatres in right. England. And Dwayne, coming from a, a wrestling family... Uh, kind of responded to them and, and actually ended up becoming loosely involved in their lives. And basically, the family dream was to get their two teenage kids into WWE, as you can imagine, the big leagues of wrestling. But only the daughter got signed. Uh, she became later known as Paige. She went off to uh, to WWE and at the age of 18, 4,000 miles from home, I had to train. Brother got left behind. It sounds like it's a, it's a dark and heavy story. It's actually a very fun Ultimately, I think, very uplifting. And it's appropriate that I'm in Philadelphia. Quite a sort of rocky underdog story at, at
3: the at the core of it. Well, it's funny because we, we have the wrestlers come through here quite often. And every one of them, to a person, to a man, woman, well, it doesn't matter. Their abilities as showmen, is they're just exemplary. They're really good. They come with stories. They're charismatic. And uh, also to see what kind of family creates somebody, because I'm familiar with, with, with Paige and, yeah. and, and the whole thing. Uh, is it, kind of interesting, but all the reviews and everyone says it, it is. It, it has that heartwarming edge to it. When and it's a bizarre thing that a family business is this wrestling. Well, it was I uh, when Dwayne sent it to me,
4: uh, DJ. Uh, when he sent it <laughs> oh, to me, I'm DJ. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the rock, rocky. I, I like Within this interview, you became more familiar <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. He actually <laughs> makes me call him Mr. Johnson, but for the purposes of this interview, um, uh, DJ. Uh, sent it to me and I I thought oh wrestling because I didn't know anything about wrestling I wasn't interested and I sort of uh, of sat there I thought well I better watch it because it's The Rock you know and and you, you do what he says um, and uh, and I was really charmed by this family. I love their passion for this crazy thing called wrestling. That they talk about it, how it sort of it saved them from darker times. The dad Ricky had been in and out of jail when he was young, and oh, he yeah, was in and out of jail. And his wife Julia says mainly uh, mainly violence. <laughs> and um, and uh, so they, they had they had tough times in the past, and wrestling kind of like the way that alcoholics will talk about Jesus, kind of really saved their lives. It was their, you know? Yeah,
3: they're saving issues. But, but, yeah.
4: but so in the end, I realised this is not really a story about wrestling in the way that I'd argue Rocky's not really about boxing right no. it's about this kid and this, these dreams he has mm-hmm. love, a love
0: story and it is a love story absolutely
4: yeah. and um, and so so I didn't approach this as a wrestling movie I just it just is a, it's a story about family and their dreams and this yeah. girl having to live this this family dream both for herself and for and for her uh, family
3: uh, and to see her brother fail at yeah. what he wanted equally as much. Right, right, yeah. right,
4: right. Because right. there's, there's many, many sports movies, as it were, about exceptional people, but actually many people just get left behind. Yeah, right? And yeah. how do, What do you do then? How do you pick yourself up when
3: you've, when you've been told no? No, it's a great, it's a, it's a classic sort of dynamic.
0: Right. Yeah. You're doing a lot of press, uh, Stephen, about this movie, and I saw that you sat down with uh, DJ... <laughs> and uh, and we're interviewed by Kevin Smith, and I'm I'm wondering what the interview process is like when Kevin Smith is doing the interviewing because he's very verbose, and when you ask him a question, he can talk for a half hour. Is uh, is the interview like that with Kevin as well, or does he allow you guys to talk? I really liked Kevin.
4: I'd never been interviewed interviewed by him before but he was great but yes when you when you're with DJ you you know he's got the fastest he's got the, the most the tightest schedule I've ever known the tightest abs and the tightest schedule of anyone I've They're ever met go hand in hand and, it's yeah. really, and so you, you can't you've got, you know you've got that seven minute window with him and yeah Kevin's first question was about six minutes so,
6: we've, so, had him, um, we've had him on he didn't the show. have much
3: time yeah. for any answers yeah. Yeah. Kevin's uh, KS as we call him is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a friend Sm- of the I call him Smitty really K-S, K-S, yeah. Yeah. Well, we know him well uh, but he he is such a fan of this stuff uh, and and such a genre fan, and he inter- interviewed you uh, at Sundance as well, That's which right. is where the film premiered. Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you because well, he you're... actually his best question. Can I just uh, yeah, sorry? His best please, question
4: yeah. was if you were making a biopic because uh, it's obviously a real life story. If you were making a real story and you were acting in it, you were starring in it. Who would you make the life story of? And I've never been asked that question before. And I realized that the person I would want to. Make a movie about It's this guy called David Prowse. Oh, He's oh, with David oh Prowse? So, so David Prowse was inside Darth yeah. Vader, right? But of course, yeah. famously, James Earl Jones did the voice. And suppose and and so David Prowse is from my neck of the woods in in wow. England. He's got the same accent as me. Now, when you hear me speaking, you think, "My God, that's, that guy sounds so sophisticated. <laughs> he sounds like Hugh Grant." If you were English, you'd know I sound very provincial, okay. and a kind of yokely, right. right? And um and so David Prowse has the same voice, and so. The legend goes he didn't know they had revoiced him with James Earl Jones until yeah. the premiere. That's oh, true. And he sits there and he's watching it. And of course he's so he's been on set doing all the. All right, Luke, I'm your father, me old, me old babber. Come and have a drink.
3: And um, and gets there and then James Earl Jones is doing that amazing yeah. voice and
4: apparently obviously devastated. So well, he's he's
3: actually if, wow. to know who, if you want to see him what he what he really looks like if you watch in Clockwork Orange. There's a there's a house where they attack in the beginning the droogs, and then they go back later, and he has this bodybuilder living with him, and that bodybuilder is David Price.
4: Yeah, I, I, I admit, I was hoping none of you knew what he looked like. <laughs> uh, I'm not a
2: perfect physical fit. <laughs> he
7: looks I a lot have, like DJ. He yeah. looks like, the He's right. basically, i the voice
2: and DJ
3: will do the body. <laughs> well, you could always bulk up. Yeah. One of those incredible transformations. Mm. So when you were shooting the actual wrestling sequences... Rumor has it you did it at the Staples Center after a Raw event, is that correct? Yes, we had one hour, very gracious of the WWE,
4: yeah. uh, given they're involved with the movie, to so give us one hour after a uh, Monday Night Raw telecast. It requires a, a
3: lot of planning, I'm sure, when you're trying to knock off scene after scene after scene. Right, well, we had to, We wanted to recreate this, this giant match,
4: with, yeah. and obviously we couldn't afford 20,000 extras, and so they kept these uh, 20,000 fans back. Uh, we invited them to stay. We didn't just lock the doors <laughs> and start rolling a the a fire cameras. hazard. But Dwayne came down and, uh, and sort of emceed uh, the event, and, and we only had that one hour, and I said to him, I mean, if you've never seen uh, Dwayne in front of a wrestling crowd, yeah. it's insane. I mean, people go crazy. It's like Elvis has come back. And, um, so he, and so I said, please, just keep it tight. Go out, explain what we're doing. Get off. He goes out there, just 20 minutes on the mic. He's ad-libbing. He's yeah. making jokes, and I'm I'm like the clock's ticking. We haven't got much time to film. I'm the only person who's ever been screaming <laughs> to Dwayne Johnson to get out of a wrestling room.
3: <laughs> but it is Uh-oh. is there something to, to? We've we've all been to the events, and it was again. It was not, wrestling was not my thing right. initially. When you realize where, what they're going for and the self-knowing tone and the Absolutely. whole thing and the audience adulation and you go to an actual event, there's nothing like
4: it's it. It's really, really fun. It is unique. I, I, like I say, I had never been. Dwayne took me to uh, WrestleMania. No big deal. <laughs> and uh, and he came out and he he came out with a flamethrower. <laughs> and set foot to a 10-foot sign of his name, and he milked that for 10 minutes before he <laughs> wow, said a word. Wow, And that's the an crowd was screaming the whole time. It yeah. is extraordinary. Ow. But then the athleticism, the showmanship, it's really, really fun. But I would I would emphasize, the movie, if you don't like wrestling, as I did not when I right. started this project, you will enjoy it anyway. It's really okay. not just for the wrestling right. it's, uh
2: Stephen Merchant is with us, and uh, I want to talk about your acting roles real quick. And <clears throat> one, that I was not aware that it was you until afterwards, but... Uh, and. and with now the Academy Awards coming up and Black Panther is starting to win awards yep. and is up for best picture uh, you were in a movie that we had said could have and should have had that that uh, that barrier been broken down of allowing these action and especially superhero you movies You mean to Fairy? To maybe be to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Not to be take a little more seriously was Logan obviously right. and you played Caliban in yes. that uh, which was this horrible I, I mean not horrible but he was a, he was a broken sad character and and it, there was so much drama in that. Tell us a little bit about that film and and uh, that character and playing. He that. was a giant uh, albino
4: mutant. It was typecasting,
3: but <laughs> uh, um, very muscular. Yes,
4: <laughs> very thin, kind of lo- very pale. So <laughs> uh, there's a picture of him right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't remember, he yes, I kind of almost look like. That famous uh, the, the the way that death is portrayed in the in, in um, the uh, seventh seal, uh, right? Max
3: von Sydow. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the kind of you you Ted's excellent. <laughs> <head.
0: laughs> <Well, laughs> well, the same one. Yeah, yeah it's a rip. Yeah, but yeah, in it. fact,
4: when I had that makeup on, obviously uh, Marvel won't let you leave the set. But I wanted to just like go down to a uh, a funeral home and just uh, <laughs> oh say I'm nice. here for my four o'clock. <laughs> 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 yeah. Show me what you or have. Or just go or just go to a an old people's home and just stand in the garden, just pointing. Oh my god. Just mouthing, your are next.
3: That would have been awesome. Awesome.
4: But, now, uh, was that part yours or did you have to audition for no, it? No, I auditioned and uh, Jim's Mangold, was a, the director, was incredible and kind of... I've never had an audition like it because he's so intense. And he's so, he said, so, stand up, sit down, hold this, take your glasses off. I can't see anything, I'm <laughs> flapping around. It was a really kind of really interactive... Um, audition, but yeah, he. I, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think there's any other pale-faced, six-foot-seven guy who's working in Hollywood. I think it was a shoe in that I get the role. <laughs> well, really. they
3: can do a lot with effects these days. Yeah, but so I think they, they didn't have guarantee. the budget for CGI, so they they came to me. But your your inherent, I think your, your, your um your your heart. You felt sympathy for this character, mm-hmm. and it was Logan was just such a, a a departure and such a cool way to go. You know, to to be that... And it was a hard R, too. A hard R, yeah, that they they went after. Well, I
4: thought it was going to be too bleak for people. I was surprised at the response and how much people responded to it because I really thought, oh, this is very extreme and almost depressing because we were in that mode of of, uh, the Marvel movies being a lot more lighthearted and kind of fun and jokey, and suddenly along comes this thing with... You know, lots of death and
6: well, it was
3: it, it it was it was a home run. I, I we yeah. have to ask a bit about because uh, we're all huge fans of The Office. Yeah, and and obviously the other, you 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 met you met uh, Ricky Ricky Gervais during uh, when you were on doing radio. radio. Okay. Like I say,
4: my radio, my first love, and I joined a radio station in England that was just setting up, and right. he was working there behind the scenes. He wasn't even on the air, which was
3: <laughs> is <Isn't> that like <laughs> misuse of him? Oh my god! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but he was your he was it was actually in office. I mean, he was were, my it, boss, and, and boss. I sent
4: my resume in, and I think. Um, um, he's a very lazy man and I think it was the, on the top of the pile <laughs> right. and he thought this guy would be fine right. and he called me up and I, we hit it off almost immediately That's and great. Um, uh, unfortunately the radio station uh, launched the day after Princess Diana died <sighs> Oh, so as wow. you can imagine, no yeah. one was really in the mood for yeah. a sort of alternative rock right. station with an irreverent sense of humor. So <laughs> it took a while to kind of gather momentum after that. Yeah, but uh, eventually we went on the air, and that was when we things started to click for us, and uh, and off we went really.
3: And Let's so your, your relationship with him, and obviously uh, uh, the, the 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 things you've done together are great. And "Idiot Abroad" is one is, a, is one of <laughs> our favorites. Uh, and and uh, uh, that whose concept was that? Well, that was one of those situations
4: again, and I, can't, I don't want to speak to anyone in this room. But yeah. we did radio, and yeah. we got given a producer, and he wasn't supposed to speak. And he, we just asked him a question one day on the air, <laughs> and his answer was insane. Yeah, and uh, and we thought, wait a minute, there's something, there's an untapped gold something mine here. Yeah. And yeah. Carl was that guy, and we would start asking him questions. And I remember the first sort of sign was he was telling a story about growing up. And he was talking away. But da, 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 da. Anyway, in the house next door, the people who live next door, they, they, they're the ones who, who, who had a horse that they kept in the living room. Anyway, and he moved on. <laughs> right, and we're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> right, 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 right. There was a horse that lived in the living room? Yeah. <laughs> and the stuff which we thought was interesting was not the stuff he thought
6: <laughs>
3: was fascinating. And so, somebody uh, not, not interested at all in traveling.
4: Not interested not in traveling. And yep. then eventually we, we started, yeah, we started sending him to these other countries. So he's um,
3: really like that.
4: He's a hundred percent like that. <laughs> it's a fascinating
0: is, show. I mean, it's a fish out of water kind of a show, and you right. and sent him around the world. But he his responses to those situations are, uh, are are great. Well, that's it, and he just has a very natural instinctive. We actually let you go to the Great Wall of China,
4: and he's yeah. like, "It's not a great wall. <laughs> it's a fine wall. I would not say it's a great wall." Uh, you know, and
3: they're just they're just such
4: they're just <laughs> such <laughs> instinctive natural responses. Yeah. And oh, it's not yeah.
3: you can tell it's so you know you can tell when things are are just padded and and. But that, it seems to be an innate response of his yeah, to but these he very never, He just doesn't
4: think what he's saying. So you'll just be talking to him. I remember one of the early times was he, we were on the air and he said, um, What are those things in that movie Gremlins called? <laughs> Brendan's car. <laughs> the clues in the title. That's, oh,
5: <laughs> That's great.
7: That's
5: uh, <laughs> great. We had that with a guy who was like, "Oh, you remember that game where you would operate on the guy and uh, yeah, yeah. operation." He's <laughs> doing an operation.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. But he's sweet. You root for Carl in <laughs> and, the and, and, yeah. and you, so you, you end up caring <laughs> well, about no this idiot. There's no malice. Exactly. So yeah. he'll say these things,
4: um, and and they're not intended, right, to, to be malicious. Or sure. just ignorant. Yes. Really, you know.
2: Uh, Stephen, there's. Uh, we we had said when teasing the fact that you were going to be here that there's one bit that we had to bring up to you that we reference many times over the years, and I'll just say one phrase to you, and it should bring it right to your may- mind, which is, I've got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Liam Neeson, teaching yes. him improvisational comedy right. Genius. <laughs> is just golden, <laughs> just absolutely golden. Yeah. You guys had to have hit, been
3: stifling laughter the whole time. Oh, it's you were impossible
2: that. to get through that. And yeah. to
3: know that yeah. you hit pay dirt because you could ask someone to do that neeson had to have a bit of the skill to do it of course to know how to stay in his lane because that could fail miserably but it's a home run I uh, I met him
4: on a talk show, yeah, and uh, and he said, "Oh, I like what you guys do." And and then whenever someone said that, we would leap on them immediately. I don't mean physically, but right. you know, we would <laughs> right. contact them immediately and say, "Well, you said you like the show, so we can you do something with us?" And you know, and we had this idea of, sort of someone very serious-minded who wants to try and get into comedy, and right. the idea of Neeson being that person. I mean, a man that you know, yeah, aside from many things from Schindler's List, yeah, kind of wanting to get into comedy. There's nothing about <laughs> Liam Neeson's on-screen right. character right that suggests he's a funny man although Nothing. he's a very warm humorous man in real life but so i mean it was yeah it was I, it, unbelievable. It's,
3: it's just great i have to ask if this is um a movie uh, uh fake movie lore but were you part of the beauty and the beast film was there a cameo that you were involved in that yes. was excised from the film
4: that's right. They made a live-action Beauty and the Beast. Right, which I loved, by the way. I thought Thank it was you. a
3: wonderful a wonderful film. And
4: the there, the joke was that, Mike, at the end, everyone comes... They get turned back from the things they've been turned into, right? So there's right. a teapot and all the rest of it, and they get turned back into their real lives. And um, the joke was that I was just soaking wet, and I'd been turned into the uh, into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and it just <laughs> cuts to me, and I'm just there. And I, I, I think... I was improvising, I was just going... The horror, <laughs> the horror. <laughs> that would have been great. Which I, be, I guess ah, Disney yeah. felt that it yeah. wasn't. A, a that you were the idea. toilet. Yeah,
3: it would have been great because yeah. you do think in, in Beauty and the Beast. It's all things that are the, the pleasant, like a right. you know, wonderful little like a like grandfather clock yeah, or whatever, the yeah. wardrobe or whatever. That's all great, but not the toilet. Not, <laughs> like a bidet would have <laughs> right. been great. Yeah. Right, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so they cut me out. So, <laughs> so with this, how how much of the promotion? I know you're out pushing the film. How how much how much traveling? You know. Will How long does this run for you? Well, I came from Sundance
4: then to um, Houston and then I've been to Chicago. We actually landed the day of the polar vortex.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's intense. intense. Uh, you, no, yeah. uh, we know that it can get cold over in, in England, and we, but do it, that, that, that's a, that, even for here is a level oh, of... Oh, it was, uh,
4: I have never known cold like it. Yeah. It was, and it goes, a, I think it says a lot about how passionate I am about this movie <laughs> right. that I was you yeah. know, willing to go to that right. to, to celebrate this film. Also, I'm contractually obliged. <laughs> but um, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was intense as well. No. Had you ever worked
0: with uh, Nick Frost before? I hadn't. I love Nick Frost though. He's, he's just—he's
4: just, so funny.
0: We've had him in the studio a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He—he is—he's hilarious. He's really talented. And—and uh, and, uh, for people who don't know, who does he play in this movie?
4: So he plays the father, Ricky. Um, Nick is. Uh, because so the real guy is funny, but he's also got a, a great warmth to him. You're talking about Carl, and I think yes. Nick has that as well, innately. But at the times, he's tough. You know, like I say, he's a guy in real life who who had did prison time early on in his life, and so and Nick uh, not only kind of has a physical resemblance, but also um, loves wrestling. So he was one of the few people aside from Dwayne on the production who actually already had a pre-existing passion for it. And we, he was excited cuz he got to jump around in the ring. Yeah, oh god. About- yeah, he's
3: actually physically pretty adroit. He's great. But yeah. there's there's a couple of movies where he's done um the the last in the uh, in the trilogy with um Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the last film. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well yes. So he's he, there's a there's a ton of fight he's in that. great at doing he, that kind of
2: the pratfalls
4: yeah. and the and the physical stuff. Yeah.
2: Did did he have to geek out a little bit with Dwayne about wrestling and They and- actually only Met at Sundance. No, at okay. the oh, yeah, right. they were okay. in scenes mm. together. Uh, Are you
5: a wrestling fan? Where did you? I up? am now. I right, didn't. Okay. I
4: never understood it when I was. You growing
5: weren't up. into the British bulldogs.
4: Well, you see, now when I was growing up in the year, late seventies, early eighties, my grandfather used to watch British wrestling, and British wrestling was huge in the seventies. But let me tell you, if you've never seen, there was a guy called Big Daddy. <laughs> there was a guy called Giant Haystacks. These were just really tall, fat men. Right? <laughs> okay, that was oh, all they did. They, they had just, no athleticism. They would yeah. just bump bellies, <laughs> and people would go crazy. <laughs> and it was. And I remember. Being a fan of Big Daddy, I'd never even seen him wrestle. I just he was on an Icon, yeah. and um, and so, but I used to watch. My granddad would watch it, and I'd walk in. And I'd be like, "What
3: is going on?" I didn't understand what it was, so I never got into the groove of it. There he is. It, it started. Yeah, it's and in fact in, in the earlier days of wrestling here when it was big in the fifties on television that <laughs> you would have guys like this. Oh. But the truth of the matter is, it morphed. You had these incredibly, um, then you had these incredibly. <clears throat> imposing muscular guys but at that time you had people who had like written for the uh, the Conan O'Brien show right. were being paid to write these and I remember checking yeah. it out occasionally, and going, "Well, that's a little sharper than I thought this was." That, oh, that, yeah, like you
4: said, there's a real, there's a, there's a humor to it, and there's yeah. a knowingness to it, right? And, um, there's a there's a real showmanship. I mean, it, it's 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 someone described it as being like soap opera in spandex. That's really what which it really is. made sense to me then. I think once you under, once you tune into that, and there's a great has a great sense of humor. So that are, people forget.
3: Oh, you have uh, Lena uh, Lena Headley in the film. Yes, mm-hmm. she's the mom. Uh, are, you, are you a Game of Thrones fan?
4: Look, as far as she's concerned,
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I don't... I know people love it, but I
4: just... I'm not into dragons. <laughs> what can I tell you? Okay. I, it's not your
2: thing! So well, I know it's, it's more than later. dragons. Yeah, yeah. I know it's more than that. It is, but. it is. And the, the whole first season doesn't even really touch on that. It's really... Sexy. It's mostly
3: wrestling, it's, it's actually. It's <laughs> mainly wrestling. <laughs> uh, well, the mountain's yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, we had him boy. in here from yeah. that series. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. He well, is. She's phenomenal. She's great, yeah. Well,
4: everyone... I mean, because the stuff I have seen, is obviously She's this kind of quite ice queeny character, right? And this and is this completely she's, antithetical yes. to that, right? She, in fact, she very sweetly auditioned for me because she was very passionate about being involved with the project. Really? But I did not know if she was the right fit huh. from what people had told me, what I'd seen of Game of Thrones. But, um, but she just killed it. She crushed wow. it. Wow, yeah. excellent. Well, the well,
3: reaction's been great, and the yeah. reviews Thank are you. awesome. And they, you know, they, they do. Is, you know, that your your much known sharp sensibility, your comedic ability, but it's it's touching, and that's what they're working It is. It's on. a
4: very uplifting, I think, inspiring. Yeah. Uh,
2: as I say, Rocky style underdog story. There you I'm go. Cool. Fighting with my family is uh, hitting theaters. And thanks for coming by because we're fans of you. Likewise, and, I really uh, enjoy myself, guys. Really great. happy to have you in here. Stephen Merchant, yes! yes! Right.
7: Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
8: back with more of the Preston and
9: Steve Show podcast.
2: We're excited to have our next guest in the studios. You've seen him in TV shows and films, and now you get to see him live on stage here in Philadelphia. Very which is cool. cool. Uh, anything from Silicon Valley to Patriot State to Crazy Rich Asians, too, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And the little list goes on, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jimmy O'Yan. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, Jimmy? Morning. I'm doing well. That's great. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I mentioned all those all those credits. and, uh, you know, you do comedy, uh, but I, I want to point out, man, you're a solid uh, dramatic actor as
10: well. Patriot's Day, you were fantastic in. Thank you so much. Uh, sadly, not a lot of people watched it, but I'm, I'm I glad. love you that know, movie. It, it, it,
3: so it's made the jump over to uh, like HBO and stuff like that, and people are, right. are seeing it. Yeah. But it, it it is a movie that is very well done. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg and everybody is is really good. And, and who's the director? It was Peter um, Peter Berg? Peter Berg, He's who's amazing. really really good. And he and Wahlberg work well together. And yeah, you,
2: you played a role of a story that I really didn't know. And and, right. and I'm watching. You know, they they were taking different people. This, if, if you haven't seen the movie, it's about the the Boston Marathon bombing, and it took a bunch of different people's and their, uh, their experiences. Mainly focused on uh, the pursuit m- of the brothers. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but your character was the one who was kidnapped, held hostage. Uh, by the those guys and eventually escaped and alerted the police. Hey, I know where these guys are. I know where they are. I didn't know that story. Yeah,
10: that guy was amazing. Yeah, uh, Danny Mang, Chinese immigrant, you know, college student, and this is about, of course, the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. And uh, I bugged him every other day. <laughs> Spoiler alert: he stays alive. You know, <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I bugged him every day when I was in Boston, and we had dinner, like went to Chinatown every other day. It, it was he was a really nice, warm guy, and he came to the premiere and uh, tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey." I think you did a great job. Oh, that, yeah, no,
3: there nice. you go. No, I yeah. mean, it's yeah. weird. It's, uh, to me, it always seems to be one of the weirdest things. And some actors have, uh, you know, the, the desire to go speak with the person that they're playing and other people right. don't want to. And, that, you know, I guess it's whatever the technique that works for that particular actor... I think if you have someone that you could glean some insight from, right. that that would benefit the performance, you
10: know? Yeah, and he was super nice. It's not like he was asking for money or anything. You <laughs> know? I mean, like, that that
3: would be weird. Sure, for $1,000. Yeah, for $1,000, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Uh-huh.
10: But,
2: uh, but obviously, a lot of great comedic roles, uh, fresh off the boat, and I'd mentioned the movies and yeah. all that stuff. So, um, is is stand-up comedy where you kind of started, or acting,
10: yeah. or what, where'd you begin? That's where everything started. Okay. I started doing stand-up at the Haha ha Comedy Club. Ha Ha, yeah. And,
3: LA, uh, I had to pay $5 for five minutes of stage time. That's what it used to so It's quite common a lot of times when you mm-hmm. do stand-up. In the early days, you either have to do one or two things. You'll pay or you have to promise I'll bring in ten people to watch. Exactly. It's called a bringer show. So right.
10: And I, I, I did that too and Honestly, I've, I've had times where I only brought in three people instead of, like, five, <laughs> and they wouldn't let me on stage. I'm really? like, just let me on stage for three minutes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. But
3: you, you, studied, you studied economics, right? Yes, I studied economics. University yeah. of San Diego? Uh-huh. Uh, UCSD. U- okay. okay. Yeah. Now, was your commencement speaker Mike judge? Yeah. Who How later, crazy was that? The, the showrunner for uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah.
10: Look, I, I didn't even think I was going to be an actor then. You know, I was barely starting to do open mics. Uh... And Mike is probably the only cool person that ever went to UCSD. Because <laughs> everybody else is, like, an engineer or, like, neuroscientist or something like that. Right. And Mike was a physicist.
3: He's he's a, he's a Mensa-level smart, that dude. He's a genius. Yeah. He's a
10: genius. He ended up working uh, to program fighter jets. No. And that's how he started working in the Silicon Valley in the 80s, uh, during, like, one of the original tech
3: booms. The creator of Beavis and Butthead <laughs> has that, that, that kind of mental... Uh, skill set. It's amazing.
10: Yeah, and he was, hes toured as a professional bassist for like <laughs> bluegrass bands. The guy's a genius. Yeah, wow. yeah. So okay. so,
3: uh, little little did you suspect? But so after that, after the economics and everything, you 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 were yeah. born in Hong Kong, correct? I was born in Hong Kong. Yeah, came came here. I know you have a book called uh, "How to American: An Immigrant's Guide to Disappointing Your Parents." Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's uh-huh. true. And, and um, so uh-huh. you come here, and uh, you had relatives in the states, uh-huh. and you came here to, uh, to, to live, and so uh, but the so you and I think you're working. Uh, you know, you're working at a, a financial firm, or where? Where was it? You, right yeah, now. it
10: was uh, Smith Barney. Smith which was Barney under Citigroup. And okay. I graduated 2010 from okay. college, which is right after the financial crash of 2008. <laughs> it's a perfect time. Nobody in finance was hiring, and nobody was going to trust a 22 year old kid <laughs> with their money. Right. You know. So um, my dad hooked me up with an internship. And, like, one day he came like, Jimmy, you know, <laughs> great news. They're going to hire you full time. You're going to be a great financial advisor. And literally, like, tears of joy was coming out of his eyes. And I thought that was just the worst news ever. <laughs> like, that to me sounded like a death sentence, you know. <laughs> and I just didn't know how to tell him. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, you know. And- but out of obli- your sense of obligation, you figured you at least had to give it a try. Exactly. It was, I always thought it was, because... The, the subtitle of the book, you know, Emigrant's Got a Disappointing Your Parents. For me, disappointing your Asian parents is the same as, you know, pursuing your dreams. It's, it's <laughs> those two are the same thing. Uh, do you
5: have really, the exact same thing? Yeah, yeah. Do, you, well, do you have older siblings or anything like that?
10: I did, my brother, and he is in finance, so, you know? So that's right. going to be
5: even more of a disappointment as well. I, I ran into something similar. My older brother is a chemist. My older sister was a math teacher. And then I started doing radio, and my dad was like... When are you gonna like start your life? And I was like, but, but Yeah, I, but I am. Like, get a
3: real job. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. But, yeah. But I, and we know it, it; it's the truth. I mean, there was that that, that Tiger Mom. You know, she wrote mm-hmm. that book, and it, the, the, it, you know, and you, we just get this sense. I mean, obviously, the 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 list of academic uh, accomplishments with you know within the Asian community is is legendary. So yeah. so yes, I would imagine the onus is on you to, to do that. So how did you, did you just start doing it and hope you get enough success to warrant it, or did you just say? I'm gonna go for this.
10: I, I had I had to like disappoint my parents in order to not disappoint myself. Yeah, like, that was the creed that I lived by. So uh, after college, um, I did that internship a little bit just to appease my dad, and then after that, I got three jobs. And uh, when I when I graduated, I, I was a used car salesman. <laughs> I, I, I I worked at a comedy club as a doorman in exchange for stage time, and then I was a strip club DJ at night. So I did all those three things,
3: still not knowing what I wanted to do. Okay, just right, so to figure wait, out wait, what we have, I... We have multiple questions at Casey, <laughs> Well, so, so strip club
5: DJ, but, so you paid basically for your stage time at a comedy club. Did you have to, because I, I, I thought this is the way it worked at strip clubs, at least mm. some here in Philly, do you pay for your booth and then you work off of tips from the dancers or did oh, they um, just straight up paid you?
10: No, 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 they, they, they paid me, I think it was like 75 bucks a shift and if the dancers wanted to tip me, you know... They could tip me, uh, but there's no customers in that club, so nobody ever said,
3: What was? It, were you doing like day stripping, or was it was it a night stripper? It, it was night stripping. It was, it was, time. Time. It was after
10: my uh, comedy club shift. There was no prime time in that club at any time. <laughs> it was called Fantasy Showgirls. It was. Sh- it's shut down now. Okay. And um, they had like two customers at most, and it, it became my job became like really doing crowd work on those yep. two guys <laughs> and really hassling the two people. Uh, it, it was sad. So yeah.
2: did you have in almost every strip club DJ has the
10: same delivery? Yeah, all
2: right fellas out there, let's put your hands you yeah,
10: yeah. Were <laughs> yeah, you doing? It that? was the same thing, yeah, yeah. it was. You go into like a strip club DJ voice. Yeah, I never learned it, but I guess I heard it somewhere. It's yeah. like, all right ladies and gentlemen, 2 for 1 Lap Days is coming up right now. Guy with the gray shirt in the front, don't be shy with you, Ollie. Get 2 for one lap with your favorite dancers. I saw you eyeing Milan and Jade. You can get two for one, twice a for the
0: next ten minutes. It's just that voice, yeah, Mercedes on the main stage, yeah. exactly.
10: Well, there's only one stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, this place really was
10: bad, it was, it was
2: yeah, sad, man. Uh, Jimmy, I wanted to ask about your character, Bernard Tai. Oh, yeah, in crazy rich Asians. That douchebag friend mm-hmm. that, that, for some reason, the guys all just keep in their circle for right. whatever reason it is. Yeah. Number one, did you have any friend in mind when you were being that character? <laughs> did you do you or or, or do uh, it had to have been a fun character to
10: play? First of all, absolutely super fun, super douchey, and I took a heart, deep look into myself. <laughs> and I'm like, this might be me. Uh, you know, I, well, I, you, I, 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 <laughs> bat, you know, the press is a douchebag, you know? I, I think, uh, uh, he's in a part of all of us. There, yeah. There's a part of us that want to be this billionaire playboy that lives by no rules and is a complete douche. So you just kind of <laughs> let let that part out yourself, you know, and,
3: uh, there it was, was really fun.
11: That yeah. character yeah. made the movie for me. It oh, was
3: great. And it was, there was certain, also you have these people, you have the, 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 the you know, the, the, the the stud the main protagonist mm-hmm. there uh, who's who's very demure about the the uh, spending yeah and here you are going no let's go for it yeah were you surprised at how popular the movie was and how it took off
10: um, we weren't expecting it we we're hoping it would be big you know because it's very important for our community yeah. in a way just so that we can make more movies with our faces on it you yeah. know yeah uh, the Asian community for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, yeah, it was it – was, I was amazed when we did um, did the press tours and stuff. And, well, actually, one of my stops was here in Philly. Okay. We stopped by Mac Mart and gave out a bunch of, like, lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> we we went to Barclay Prime. I wouldn't pay for this myself, but we had a $120 cheesesteak, the yeah. Crazy Rich Cheesesteak. Yep. It was
5: amazing. Yep. It, was, it was great. That was
10: what I remember from Somebody Philly.
5: told me that you guys were in this building. I think so. I forget – I
10: honestly forget which show it was, like, because it was uh, – uh, but – we were here, I remember. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, I'm going to complain about that. Oh, because, yeah, uh, you didn't come sure. by. Yeah. All right, so
10: in in the in the film,
2: your character shoots a uh, a, a missile launcher yeah. several times. What were those just fireworks inside that or is it all CGI or did they have you shooting? One?
10: It was a real missile launcher, but it was CGI fireworks. Okay, okay I don't okay. think it'll be safe for me to, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it, but you know it's just a testament to my acting. You know, yeah, you got to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. boom. You know, as yeah. as if as if we fell back a couple of steps. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, but done. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a very he- it's like thirty pounds, and it was like 120 degrees in. Uh, this was in Malaysia. Okay, and great, great job to our set decorator. You know, so it's, it's magnificent. The scene was on a cargo ship, and yeah. it was like functional, like pools, helicopter pads, you know, uh, diving boards, stuff like that. And it was in an empty parking lot in Malaysia that he built all these things. That, like that's where that was. Fun-
3: yeah, man, that looked good, right? Because yeah. the the it's it's the same reason that the lifestyles of the rich and famous was so popular. You, everyone loves to look at, at that sort of lush lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the but the cast was great too. You had Michelle Yeoh, who's oh yeah legendary. Legend, legend. You know, we had uh, Steve Burnin, and he's a, a good friend of the show. And and he was talking about he goes, you know, these there's this whole. I'm a big fan of Hong Kong, you know, cinema yeah. and and all that stuff. So these, uh, all these people to see them get this sort of celebration for this. First you I have mean, a, a super stellar looking cast. Uh, what's yeah. it? Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, and and then obviously, so. But I mean, they had to be putting you up in style. They they can't drive you to a set that's that glorious and they have you go back to the Ramada, right? Were yeah. they were they taking care of you?
10: Yeah. Yes and no. Like I mean, <laughs> we stayed in a very nice hotel in Singapore, but at the same time. Uh, We didn't have the biggest budget. It was look, it was a thirty-five million dollar film, right? And in the book, it said the budget for that wedding was thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, so we have to somehow make everything look great, and it would be like handmade, you know, Singaporean suits that we're wearing, and they're some of the greatest tailors there. But inside, we're wearing like a Uniqlo shirt. Okay, (laughs) you know, but we made it. You know I mean? Yeah,
3: it convinced
2: looked, us. Yeah. It looked like excess. It looked legit. Everything yeah. looked really top-notch. So that's cool that they were able to pull that off like that.
10: Yeah, and whenever you put Gemma Chan on stage, it just looks like $100 million. She's lit, stunning. You know, I mean, yeah. she's, she's, she's just amazing. incredible. Uh, yeah.
2: You had mentioned, you know, uh, uh, the Asian community and and acting and comedy. And I know that you use your social media to, to promote that mm-hmm. and so on. So how tight is the, um, amongst actors and and, and comedians, uh, or, or is, is there a community? Do you, you get together? Do you see each other around? as far as the Asian... performance community goes?
10: Yeah, I think it's it's both. Like uh, I started off with just a stand-up community, which I thought was so cool. That's one of the main reasons why I did stand-up. So, was, so you've seen Bobby Lee's penis then? <laughs> uh, sadly, no. Oh! I have
2: still been left out. I like feel that guy on. gets naked every time he comes in this. Theater. Oh, really? I've oh been
10: to his God. house, and he still has not shown me oh, his penis. Like, hey, we're not even Asian. Closer we lines, yeah. I know. We're must be something wrong
3: with me. Maybe <laughs> yeah.
10: he only shows penis <laughs> <laughs> to white people. It might be that. might be
3: that. He
2: tells you
10: guys about Listen, here's what I do <laughs> with the, <with> the
2: whites.
10: <laughs> Whip it out. But yeah, like Bobby was somebody I looked up to. I watched Matt TV religiously. Steve Byrne was somebody I looked up to. Ken Jong, And now we're all like really close and good friends. That's great. Ken, of course, was in the movie. Yeah, He's great. And, you know, we, 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 we all love each other. And, and, and doing this movie, one of the greatest thing, you know, was I felt like I found my creed. Yeah. You know, of yeah. actors, comedians, because we all kind of went through the same phase of disappointing our parents to do this job. <laughs> we all had the same experience. And like when we hang out in Singapore, there was no questions of like, hey, can we go to Chinese food? Like, look, it's not like we're Chinese food. It's just like, no, no, everybody was just down. We go to authentic Chinese food and we did karaoke every night. Everybody was just on the same page and it felt so good. You
2: That's know? cool. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Jimmy O'Yang and Steve. I have a special surprise for you. now. This is from a text message. So I hope this is correct. But did you star with Ken Jong in a BTS music video? I
3: did. Yeah. Steve Holy is a crap. BTS fan. <laughs> I have become a fan of this. I saw them. Uh, this is recent because I saw my, uh, Margaret Cho was here and she started uh-huh. laughing, but she was, you know, uh, she got it. They, they did that, the song that they do with Halsey uh, and, and, but they, it was without her. I'm not, uh-huh. I know, I know my Halsey. So <laughs> they, they did, and I'm like, uh, and I told these guys, so I watched it, I was like. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. I was being dismissive on Saturday Night Live, and, and like, and then I suddenly, like, oh, this is really good. I was enjoying the yeah. performance, and now I really do kind of dig them, and now I'm sort of into the, the K-pop scene a little bit. It's amazing. It is amazing because, again, there's such an over-the-top nature to what's being done, but it's done with such zeal and joy. I, you'd have to be a rock to not be... Uh, at least get into it a little bit. Are you are you a
10: fan at all? I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and, and I mean it's the new Backstreet Boys, but they just happen to be Korean. Yeah, you I know, think you're and better, and that's huge for the community. Once again, like I mean, whenever I meet a girl that tells me she she listens to BTS. <laughs> It's a done
12: deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's it. <laughs>
3: it's
10: great. They're representing, man. Like, it's great. And they're, like, sexy. They're, like, sex symbols worldwide. So it's it's, it's, it's great for great. So us. there's, a, there's wow. a,
3: I just found, I think I was showing a video to so somebody. It's it's 10 uh, uh, girls. I don't know the name of this band, but somebody just and I, of course, now I get inundated, and somehow I end up on BTS message boards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. This the point of my life. But, but so, uh, but, uh there's a lot out there, you know, and I, it's, it's cool to discover this. I wanted to ask you something that I saw, and I don't know if this is real. Did you do work with the Harlem Globetrotters?
10: Oh, oh man. You know, people ask me that. Uh, it was one of my very first paid jobs ever. So the Harlem Globetrotters, they go to China for like a world tour every year. Right. And they, and I was like the one of the only Chinese-American comedians they could find. This was like 10 years ago. And uh, and I was the only one they could afford, I guess. They paid me $200. <laughs> to, to, to do what exactly? <laughs> to be a consultant. So they sent me the script for the Chinese tour... To make sure nothing's offensive. Uh Oh. Oh. Honestly, I didn't even read the script.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're good to go.
10: I didn't know. I was like, that was my first job as a comic. I didn't know. And I skimmed through the script. There's something about, like, they bring out, like, a Hello Kitty thing, you know, in the middle of their show. I, I just told them for $200. I was like, dude, you know... Hello Kitty's Japanese, not Chinese. Okay, I just so you guys know that. <laughs> and that was it. That was that was oh, my two hundred dollars worth of advice. And and now on my Wikipedia says that I wrote for the Harlem Globetrotter.
2: Somewhere. I was
3: like, what the hell could he possibly be writing for the Harlem Globetrotter? Right. Oh, I mean, you know so they're going to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's
2: so funny. Wow. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a, a term that I wasn't familiar with that I did learn in, in Crazy Rich Asians was uh, they talk about being called a banana. Oh yeah, uh, yellow on the outside, white on the inside.
10: Is that an insult amongst uh, the Asian community? Yeah, well, an not... Asian to Asian insult of some kind of like a nice nudge, like like okay. you know, you, why, why are you acting so white type of deal?
5: Okay. Is it no. like an Asian version of like an Uncle Tom?
10: Yeah, or like yeah. An Oreo? Well, well, that that's a bit harsher. Or we have a term for that called Uncle Chan. If you look on uh, <laughs> the hater Asian Twitterverse, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> the ton hater of that. Asian yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but a uh, 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 banana, a Twinkie. You know, okay, okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I've right. I've always wanted to go to, to Hong Kong, and uh, it, it just looks you know uh, like a
5: fascinating. How, wh- how old were you? How when you left? I was thirteen. Okay, she very had some time awkward age. to yeah. come wow. to a different country. Yeah, you know. What? All right, uh, real quick then. What is your what is your Asian
10: name then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, my in Cantonese is uh, instead of Jimmy, my Asian first name is uh, Man Sing, or in Mandarin it's Wan It stands for ten thousand success. Ten thousand okay. success. Yeah. So my so parents okay. were definitely trying to set me up for failure. <laughs> yeah,
6: right. yeah.
10: You're
5: like five <laughs> success. Yeah, yeah. And then the last <laughs> name <thing> means <laughs> in the world of comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please tell me that they're proud of you right now. They are. Okay. It,
10: it took them a long time to come around. Uh, I take them to all the premieres. Um, I took them to the Patriots Day premiere, mm. and all my dad wanted was a selfie with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, <laughs> it was it was very embarrassing. Did he get it? it? He got it. All he right. got it. Uh, same thing with Crazy Rich Asians. They wanted a selfie with Constance and Michelle, and they got that, so they were, like, real happy about that, but still... They didn't, like, care that I was there almost. <laughs> but it wasn't until I made it on a Chinese newspaper. Really? Then they were like, okay, he made
3: it. Okay. So, yeah. so like, wow. uh, Silicon Valley? Uh, they, they know not on their radar? They Yes and no.
10: My dad understands comedy a little better than yeah. my mom. Like, he loved it. Uh, my mom watched it for the first time. He's like, hey, Jimmy, can you not hunch it back? <laughs> <laughs> He's correcting your posture? Yeah, I was like, ma, I, I'm playing a character in the show. It's like, okay, play someone who doesn't hunch his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: sure. Speaking of Silicon Valley, I read the other day. Six seasons going to be the last one. Yeah, it is. Uh, we are just you just announced it,
10: filming it, or have you started? Or we just we just had our first table read. Uh, oh. So
3: we're going to go in the end of this month. We're going to start the Very table. Exciting. The table read process is kind of interesting. I've seen footage of it, and and uh, so when you're sitting down there, is that the first time you're reading the script? Well. Uh, it's not supposed to be <laughs> you know they send
10: you the script the night before if right. you're, you know if you're, you're really good about it, you read it before are you sometimes good about I read it, it sometimes i'm not, and All then right. I get caught because like. I'm way too enthralled in the script, like, as if I'm watching as an audience member. So I get caught not reading it because I'm like, ooh, no way. Oh. <laughs> you know? And then Amanda Crew would turn to me and be
3: like, you didn't read the script, huh?
10: <laughs> Same but thing he... with, I think there was a famous video out there now with Kit Harington's reaction he of the last season. He starts crying, the... yeah. yeah, when yeah, he yeah. finds
3: out what happens to uh, to his, uh, to his, to his lover. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Oh, to
10: yeah. Ingrid yeah. wow. wow, I
3: didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
10: Oh, to this last season. Oh, no, no spoilers. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, You have a birthday coming up.
10: Yeah,
2: next Uh, coming week. Yeah, you're the day
3: before me. You're the
2: 11th.
10: Oh, really? You're the 12th. 12th. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gemini. Yeah. Yeah
2: you going to do anything special or
10: birthdays just kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 31 now. I feel like once you pass 30, it's nothing special. Yeah, I'm special. 31 too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just like a nice dinner and go to a local
2: bar, you know? Okay. Something chill. Cool. Any any woman in your life these days or, or anyone in your life?
10: Yeah, I, you Romantically. Know, Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Depends yeah, on
0: yeah, the weekend. Yeah, right?
10: yeah, yeah depends I'm, on what city
2: I'm, I'm
3: in. Right? Like, no, yeah. come depends on. If,
10: see, meet some BTS fans. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly You and Gemma Chan hit it off? Uh, we did the press tour together Yeah, she, yeah. She's great She's amazing But she, she she's in uh, Britain well, She's in Britain Speaking quickly of that uh, There's
3: talk about A second one, yes? And, yeah, and I think you, they're I writing it Because it's
10: based it. on three books Yeah so we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be about. Hopefully, I'll be a part of it. It'd be nuts to not have you in it. I know, right? Yeah. We, we're such close family.
2: Your character stood out so much that they could, if, if the success yeah. continues, they could spin it off and yeah. have your own movie. That would be fun. I would love that.
5: I love playing that guy. It's so just, freeing.
3: Just give you weapons uh, to shoot. Like,
2: yeah. I know, right?
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when um, like really good people get to play villains, and they're so good at it. Yeah. Because it's just not, you know, it's like oh, fun. oh, I can be yeah. bad and mean, and, and they it, relish it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, I love it, I love it. Uh, anything in the
2: works right now that uh, that we should keep an eye out for? As far
10: as uh, yeah, did a couple things. So funny, he says Steve Byrne. Yeah. Uh, he just directed a movie that I'm in.
3: He was telling us about it. It's, yeah. it's, uh it has to do with the opening act.
10: It's called the opening act about yeah. stand up comedy. It's a really in depth look in stand up right. comedy. He's, he's
3: really passionate about. It. We love him. He's, 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 he's such amazing. a great guy. And uh, he, he did a movie about the magician, the... the, the, uh, the- Amazing
10: Jonathan that just came out, uh, uh, I right. think, uh, on YouTube now you can find it.
3: So how, uh, have you gotten to see a final cut of opening act? Or- uh, no, I haven't. Every
10: other comic has seen it, you know, <laughs> but I haven't. Yeah. Because uh, I think Steve wanted some notes from the other comics, you know, to make it better, to make the cut better. But the actor should never see it, you know, because yeah. if I see it, I'll,
0: I'll have too many notes That's just about me right. <laughs> it's, got, it's got you it's got tom segura neil brennan russell peters oh, yeah. uh, cedric uh, the entertainer
10: bill burr yeah. whitney it's like
0: the who's who's of comedy Where, and they all play a part in did it. did you have scenes with these people or is it shot individually
10: yeah i was the main character i play basically play like a young steve going through to my first weekend in a stand-up comedy club and so i had scenes with everyone and it was cool some of these are, are
3: like cedric bill are my heroes and it was my first time meeting them and it was just so cool. He was effusive wow. about, about them. And, and also, he was, um, he was saying how you know he wanted to make sure he got it tonally p- correct for what it's like Absolutely. for a comedian Very
10: to authentic. go through the process. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's so, awesome.
10: Yeah, that was super fun to do. And then right after that, uh, I shot a reboot to Fantasy Island.
5: No. Is this like a horror movie?
10: It's going to be a thriller. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a Blumhouse Sony production. Well, Blumhouse is the
3: horror division. That's right. So oh, wow. so a quick question on that. A lot of people don't realize, if you look at the early, the first Ricardo Montalban, yeah. Fantasy Island, there were elements of uh, Twilight Zone-ish horror. And very then you did much. one with Malcolm McDowell oh. that went a little bit more horror yeah, and yeah, a little yeah. bit more troubling. Uh, so this is actually, this is a good of... Uh, basis for something to be a little bit darker
10: yeah i think you see hopefully the trailer will come out soon uh the movie's coming out um in february uh of 2020 it's it's dark and it's very cool like everybody goes in there with what they think is gonna be their fantasy and then it goes awry just like the show
2: Um, nick just pulled up the the casting i'm looking at it right now michael rooker's in this
10: yeah amazing
2: he's one of the most awesomely bizarre people we've ever met.
10: He's great. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And he was in
5: Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He and was now like he's whole- doing NASCAR commercials, which are is really he? good. Yeah. Well, the
3: first time I ever saw him was in a movie called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He mm. like one of his first. And he's, you know, and the, the guy is... is Nobody plays crazy like he does.
2: Oh yeah, and you see it in this movie. <laughs> are you a Are you a guest on the island? Or... I, I, I okay, am. Okay, all right. A guest. So some weird stuff could happen to you. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I,
5: I think uh, and. I'm I'm gonna say this. It was really nice meeting you. We're never gonna see you again because <laughs> your stars on the rise and you're gonna be too big for us. That so. is
3: not true. No, man. it's
5: totally.
10: Hell, we true. almost and didn't we're happy meet you the first
3: you. time. You're in the damn building. <laughs> yeah.
10: yeah, wait till Crazy Race Station 3 comes on. <laughs> <Daniel, laughs> then you'll you disconnect. You guys yeah. do have to come to my man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great to meet you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming Thank you in. So nice to meet you. Enjoy your time you guys. in Philadelphia. Jimmy O Yang.
1: Yeah. As the year draws to a close, 93.3 WMMR looks back at everything that rocked 2019. With our top 25 songs of the year countdown, vote for your favorites now at WMMR.com. Then catch it New Year's Eve starting at 7 p.m. on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
2: There is a uh, BBC presenter, Radio 2 host. His name is Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Fine. Yes. tonight on the BBC. He had a call from a woman Anne from Chichester. Oh, from here, local. Yeah, I used to live in Chichester. <laughs> Upper, Upper Chai. Upper Chai.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jeremy, I love your show. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, who was very excited about a butterfly that had taken up residence in her bedroom to hibernate. And so they talked about that for a little while, a little chit chat about butterflies. Tell me
3: about this butterfly, fascinating. And then at the end of the
2: call, he said, "Thanks for listening. Look after that butterfly, bye, Ann. I love you." <laughs> so he accidentally <laughs> said, "I love you" yeah. to a woman he doesn't know right. at all, and it just kind of it just kind of spilled out of him. Uh, and I love stories like this because oh, yeah. the moment you do something like that, at least me, like the blood rushes from my head and I'm like, oh, why did I just do that? And I've never, I don't know that I've ever done I Love You, but the only example that I have myself personally that I can recall doing that is, uh, is being on the phone with my mom and yeah. after being done call- talking to her saying... Okay, baby, take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Like it's your wife. (laughs) Like I was talking to my baby,
3: thanks. Hi, baby. uh, I'm calling my mom baby. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you come over here and give daddy some sugar? Mommy. (laughs) Oh, man. uh, I think that
11: yeah, that happens to everybody. Oh my God, yes. Not I, with their I, mom, but just somebody no, else.
3: Not everyone's having sex with their mom, Stop but the two men. Uh, Kathy got a text last week uh from
0: a coworker that was not intended for her. <laughs> well that's <laughs> no. just an
3: accident. Accidental yeah.
11: send, right? Yeah, but it was, it was like a few, Was it graphic? No, no, no. It just was like uh, you know, good morning, baby. And let's it, try
3: two fingers too. But that, oh, <laughs>
11: I mean, oh. it, not, not to that extent. Let's but try
3: I, two fingers. <laughs> oh my God. But I got a
11: few texts, and finally I was like, You're texting the wrong person. And oh he was God. like, What are you talking about? And I'm like, Hello, it's Kathy. And he was like, Oh my God. Oh so sorry.
5: Are the God. names even similar? Like, I don't, know, cause I don't know who he
11: was texting. Right. Mm, okay. and you
3: feel, And then you feel, and then you wonder, so you got multiple.
11: Yeah. So
3: and, and maybe you might let one go and hope that it's perceived that the mistake was made. But if it starts to come, uh, f- you know, frequently, uh, you're, you're, you have to let them know well, and now when
11: everyone's I pa- embarrassed. Now when I pass them in the hallway, I just say, hey, baby. Uh,
5: <laughs> absolutely. You I told, would have to. I told you guys about this when it happened, but I was, uh, you know, helping coach um, baseball. And what I wanted to tell this kid on my son's baseball team, and this kid is a sixth grader at the time, is like... I love the way you hustle. Yeah. And I said, I love you. And I was like, I I cannot believe I just told this young boy Uh, (laughs) that I love you. I'm just surprised at how your muscular development
3: has come along.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Is this kid going to his uh, parents and And uh, saying...
2: uh, Stranger
3: danger. No. Well, oh my right. God! Yeah.
5: It's why I talked to it on the air the very next day. I'm yeah. like, dude, I just told this kid that I love him.
3: You're, 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 you're phrasing <laughs> is all. It's what's in your mind is the purest thing. Uh-huh. But I mean, it also with me, a lot of times, the, the, you know, the, when I talk to my wife, you know, uh, you know, love you, love mm-hmm. you. It, I just, it's a, it, I, it. it I say it. That's how I end the sentence. Right. end the conversation, and I've done that before with friends where you forget exactly who you're talking to, yeah. and love you. you or know? It's just out of habit of yeah. wrapping up a phone
2: call that, yeah. that because you do it, you speak to your wife on the phone so often. Yeah, yeah. or
5: yeah. baby, or a yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> this is a, a slight departure from what we're talking about, but my buddy has uh, he, he has not gone back to this one pizza place that he used to love to go to because as he was leaving, he said to the guy something along the lines of, like, all right, man, you know, have a good one. But the guy goes, love you, too. And he's, like, walking out the door. He's like, I didn't say I love you, (laughs) Like, that guy... That guy thinks I said, I love you. (laughs) And he has not been back since. (laughs) Or did I say I love you? I didn't. I thought I said, take it easy. Um, Hang on.
2: I want to go to this uh, caller. Hi, caller. You're on the air. You're all
7: naked. You tell me you love me.
9: (laughs) It's Dr. Mike.
7: Wrong way. I don't take it as a sexual thing, Casey. Well, yeah,
11: but you're you're different. You you say that to everybody. That's your thing. And that's a good thing. Look, it's not a thing. We all, listen, in this world,
7: and I would sound like a a song, but the bottom line is it just shows a little bit of kindness and a little bit of of love and compassion for our fellow human beings. No, it's
3: it's absolutely true, Mike, but let's say you were ordering, um, a, a tile to be delivered to your house and you're on the phone with this guy for five minutes and, and, uh, you would end, accidentally end the conversation with, I love you, sweetheart.
7: I wouldn't say sweetheart. Well, there you go. Well, that's the difference. It, yeah. yeah. It,
3: it, if, he got, <laughs> if he got me the tiles on time, i said, like, you know what?
7: I love you, man. Yeah. I love you, but love ya. Yeah, right. that's a little different. Ah. And,
2: and listen, I I love the fact that you do that. I, I think yeah. it's awesome. And I do love you, Mike. You've, you've been so great to all of us. Absolutely. So, so that's definitely sincere.
7: There's, there's different of love. I mean, the, the bottom line is that, that you have a, someone you, you are romantically involved with. That's a certain level of love. But uh, it's all about loving your fellow human beings because that's all we have
3: folks yeah. well, you certainly, un- and we all understand that but there are some times and you'll agree to this where someone blurts out something and they forget who they're talking to and they get dramatically familiar with someone by accident that's what we're talking about yeah. but spreading the spreading love there's nothing wrong with that well, I'm, I'm all about it Dr. Mike well
7: anyway I had to chime in I'm, no I'm, you know I'm, you're the
3: master I'm, and, and you, you mean it when you say it and yeah. we love
7: you
1: All right, all right, right. love you. you, We love you. Love you. All
2: right, see you. (laughs) Love you. He's the best. He is the best. Hang on, I see. I see a trend here on the phone lines. Uh, I'm going to go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, are you there? Oh, wait, it's the wrong phone line. Sorry, I put you back on hold. Let's try this one. Hi, Jennifer.
12: Hi. How are you? (laughs)
2: Good. All right. So this is not necessarily saying I love you, but something that just slips that was. You normally you just say it out of habit. right. What What yeah. did you uh, encounter or say?
13: So, actually, it's about my best friend uh, growing up. We were best friends all growing up and um, in school in fourth grade. So, she was raised by her grandmother, and we were all in class. The class was completely full, and she said, uh, the teacher was speaking to her, and she responded with, okay, Grandma. <laughs> everybody. Oh,
1: my goodness. Did, the, did and
13: it the... followed her. Followed Hi, her all the way until, you know, I moved away in middle school, but it was still a thing. She was still being made fun of in middle school. Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> because you, grandma. You, you get into the zone. Yeah. Like you forget, yeah. and, yep. and so and it
2: happens. And mm-hmm. did uh, did the class? Did everybody laugh when she said it? Oh
13: yes, it was really really bad. It was oh. bad that day, and it's like I said, it
2: followed her for years. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh my goodness! Thank you, I appreciate it. It All could right. be far worse. I'm going to follow that up with this one. I'm going to go to uh, Matt. Hey Matt, good morning.
14: What's up? You guys rock. <laughs> Thanks, man.
2: Appreciate it. So you had something similar, right?
14: Yeah, so I was working for my buddies. They own like a little shop, like a mom and pop shop. And um, uh, I got—I was talking to uh, his grandmother about like business and stuff, uh, about just like you know what was going on that day on the phone. And everybody was there. And uh, so before I hang up, I say, "All right, uh, bye, grandma," and I just (laughs) hang up. I'm just like, that was weird. And my buddy, whose actual grandmother it is, he's standing there. He's like, "Why'd you call her grandma?" I'm like. (laughs) I'm
3: like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Hi, Grandma. Yeah, Is not your grandmother. It's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's the way our brains work, especially yeah. when you get nice. into a familiar conversation pattern. Uh, I will go next to Steve. Hey, Steve.
7: Preston, did
3: we just become best friends? Yep,
2: What's up, man? What did you, uh, what did you want to Josh do? Yeah.
7: So I'm, I'm the same way, Preston. I do it all the time, man. I'll call my mom, hon. I'll call my wife. I get, in, I get in trouble with my wife when I call her mom. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I got the kids and everything, so it's kind of easy to do that with my wife. But
2: There's uh, something Freudian going on there yeah, between you yeah. and your mom and your wife. Yeah, and and also there yeah uh, <laughs> cq is out. trying to get in touch yeah. with you the pacific
0: command is trying to get a I message he was you. playing frogger hang up hang I up talked to somebody i talked to somebody
7: about this and uh, they said that the reason why people do this is because your loved ones are constantly on your mind nonstop. so it's very easy to be doing this to people you know they that you love
3: yeah, I yeah, think your exactly. mom is Morse coding you erotic messages.
2: <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That, I've uh, in all the years of having callers, I've never, never heard the. Uh, the...
6: <laughs>
2: I've never heard that sound on the phones before. Uh, I will go next to Denise. Hi there, Denise.
13: Hi. How are you
2: guys doing, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, <laughs> Gadzooks. Denise. What's your story?
13: Denise from Reading, Pennsylvania. I listen to you every morning. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. So years ago, an underwriting center. I'm an underwriter talking to my boss on the phone about an account, trying to sell it. I want to write it. And at the end, I said, I love you, T. All
3: right. Was there a pause? Was there a reaction?
7: Oh, my gosh, She hesitated. She said, I
2: love you too, Bush. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, like super
13: inappropriate, but it happened.
2: It does. It, it absolutely does. Sorry, thanks. I appreciate it. There was, uh, I this is interesting. Somebody said, I accidentally said, I love you to my boyfriend at the time, who I did not oh, love. No. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, that must have been, uh-oh. You, you've crossed a, a path that you can't. That was a
3: total mistake. I do not love you.
2: I do not love you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I hope you didn't take uh, that the wrong yeah. way. Yeah.
3: I would not want you to be encouraged about the prospects of this relationship. <laughs> uh wow. Uh,
2: and and then there are other types of, of bizarre responses because if we do it out of habit, like somebody says when people say happy birthday to you and you say, thanks, you too. <laughs> oh,
5: dude. You know, <laughs> my mom has done that on a couple of different occasions. The best is my son. My son. My brother was uh, away at lacrosse camp, <laughs> so and just- it was my mom's birthday, and he's on the phone with her, and I just hear her go, "Happy birthday to you!" <laughs> but clearly, it was her birthday, and we we just all started cracking up. And then this this year on her birthday, before I left for work, I went downstairs because obviously you see yeah. she's awake, and I said, "Hey, happy birthday, grandmom. She goes, "Happy birthday, Casey." <laughs> And I just started cracking up,
3: laughing. I it's, love that. It's part of the deal. It's a, it, we'll get it sometimes when people call in, say like like it's it's uh, you know it's uh, Dave on calling in. Yeah, hi Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> say his own name because you're just <laughs> we have a it's just a brain fart moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. When people say, when you're, like, uh, you know, heading to the airport or whatever, someone says, uh, have a safe flight, and you're like, yeah, you too. Like, <laughs> no. No I'm, no. I'm not going to the airport. No. no. Yeah. Yep. You, you What you heard was have a good day. Or yeah. something yeah. of that nature. I also my, hate... my favorite
2: is, uh, how's it going? Not much.
0: <laughs> yes! yes! I love that yes!
2: one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's up? You too. More,
0: more. <laughs> what's up? Good? Yeah. Thanks for calling. Not bad. K- Casey, you were just trying to say, like, what's up, bro, to me the other day or something, and if you addressed me, it was almost like, uh, I love you, man. Like, you came up with some word that doesn't exist. No. And it was like, um, you know,
3: uh, jabroni or whatever. And I was well, just like,
0: what? <laughs> and then, But as soon as you said it, you knew you had something. had said something that made no sense, no sense whatsoever.
3: President, yeah. you were just commenting about, about a half hour ago. Why do I keep saying "keep saying sports book"? Oh, I'm supposed to say
0: sports book,
2: <laughs> and you say book in the Parks Casino. It's, it's, it's the best sports book around. <laughs> Why do I, I keep? And now because you're
3: thinking about it, oh, yeah. it's like when you bite the inside of your mouth and oh, then proceed God. to bite it four more times. That's been happening
2: to me yeah. for years. Uh, let me now. This I, I want to hear the story. Too. I'm going to go to Hannah. Uh, Hannah, good morning.
13: Good morning.
2: Hey, what's happening?
13: Not much. How are you guys?
2: Wonderful. You too.
3: Uh, no. yeah. So have a safe flight. What's, uh,
2: <laughs> what's the story you wanted to tell us?
13: All right. Well, if I'm allowed, it's someone else's story that I would love to just let you guys laugh at too. Uh, my brother-in-law, um, this, is, this has gone down in family history. He and his wife were youth leaders at their church, You know, heavily involved in the youth group, and they were all on a hiking trip. So they're kind of behind, and he thinks it's his wife, and he just gets a nice handful of the girl in front of him, and it is a youth uh, member. Oh, my God. Grabbed her ass? Oh, Oh, God.
2: Grabbed her ass. (sighs) <sighs>
5: oh no so, that's yeah, a tough one
13: I know, no repercussions it was all you know it yeah. was all understood that it was mistaken identity he must have wanted to die
11: yeah. Uh,
3: yeah you've had those mo- i've had a, a moment where i i was in a it was like an h&m and i was going in and i was just with my my wife and she was shopping and i rounded a corner and then Someone who looked a lot like her, and I was starting to go over and just kind of put my hands on this person's shoulder, and yeah. I realized it was not my wife. Same short hair, same sort of thing, same build. And you stopped, and I stopped. Ooh. But in this day and age, how you know that's a tough sell to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, I
2: told you guys the story one time at a Seven Eleven back when I was in high school. I thought it was my yeah. friend. <laughs> I thought it's it was one my, of my favorite stories. I it was my Tell friend it Tom. Who he had his back to me, and I was gonna, I was gonna surprise him with a big bear hug. You know, one of those type where you re trying to pick, you know, lift him yeah, up. Hey, it was some dude I'd never met before in my life, and was I was cute? like, ah, oh,
7: ah, oh, ah, oh.
0: dude! I swear to God, I thought you were somebody. <laughs> Well, I thought Kathy was driving into the parking lot one morning, and I stopped in the oh, middle yeah. of the parking lot and flipped her the double bird. <laughs> yep,
5: yep. Casey did a herky yeah, in I front did. of people. Oh, that's
15: right. In, in
5: front of his own home. Dude, who did you think it was? My, it was Jeff and Melissa. They were coming to pick me up. It was their car. It <laughs> was coming down my <laughs> room. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I did a herky for him, and then they <laughs> drove past me. I was like, that was a herky. <laughs> Uh, I, the idea,
3: though, of you, Preston, some oh guy thinking he's about to be raped. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm lucky I didn't get my ass
3: kicked. Oh my god! So thank God he listened to you. I was
11: walking down the street with a (laughs) pumpkin bucket filled with beer, going to actually Matt Cord's house. We were at the shore. This was years ago, and I was going to Matt Cord's house, and a friend of ours was coming over, was driving over, and so I see the car down the street, and I'm texting the person. I said, "We're pulling up now." So. Of course, I think it's them. I stand in the middle of the street with my pumpkin bucket filled with beer and flip off the car. It was a police officer. Oh my god! And I was like, he pulled up and rolled his window down. I mean, I thought he was going to kill me. I was like. Oh, my God. It was like somebody, somebody's coming down the street. It was a friend of mine. I thought they were coming. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm so sorry. Did and he laugh? Or? He did not laugh. Okay. He rolled no. up his window. He didn't say one word to me, and he drove away.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Hang <laughs> on. Bullish. I want to get some more calls on the line. Kevin, you are on the air. Good morning.
14: Hi, uh, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's
2: up, man? Hi.
14: Uh, so I had a story. It's not my, like, personally, but it's my sister. Yeah. And, like, she always, we always kind of make fun for it. Uh, so she was at a funeral for her friend's dad, who just, like, recently died. And so, like, you know, she was saying, like, sorry for your loss and everything to the family. And uh, so she was like, to um, so the family, she was like, thanks for having me. Kinda, like, I kind of, like, slipped up a little
5: bit. Like, so
3: thanks it, for so. the invite. Yeah. I, you say
5: things like, oh, it's great to see you, and I, like, yeah. oh, no, no.
2: Well, I've said before to somebody who's grieving, yeah. how's it going? <laughs>
12: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or how, how you doing? Right.
5: How you doing? Oh,
2: yeah. In the moment Nobody it leaves your mouth. And I, I think that. I've said the same thing, Kevin, because they'll say thanks for coming, and I think I've said, well, thanks for having us, you know, or something like that.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> my pleasure. Oh,
2: thanks, <laughs> able- Yeah. Oh, it's- yeah. Oh, I'm so
5: happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. it's just nice No, no, my pleasure.
2: <laughs> that's when especially at funerals me personally anyway. I mean every Single thing that I heard about you talk, you talk about thinking too hard about it, yes, and then you say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, I've had that happen well, too, we had on multiple occasions.
3: We were at um Harry's funeral, Steve, uh, Steve McLean's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Casey came, well, in. you made a joke. I mean, oh, I, was, yeah, I guess that was it. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, great. Because yeah.
2: well, what did I say? Casey, come, you go. <laughs> You come in and and you go. I almost and I'm, I'm I almost s my pants on the way over here. And without missing a beat, and we're all standing around. Casey walks up and he goes, "God, I almost I almost just crap my pants coming here." And Steve, without missing a beat, goes. Well, we all <laughs> grieve in our own ways. <laughs> and we died laughing at this memorial
11: know, service. Yeah.
5: Inside the funeral. Yeah.
11: They were like, wow, well, look I, at Steve's I, friends all laughing.
2: I ended up telling Steve McLean about it, and he, he thought yeah. Harry would have found that very, very funny. So yeah.
5: um, we should, however, uh, have a different segment about what is what is the best thing to say so you can oh, sort of pra- so you can sort of practice these things you always see in movies where people practice like meeting a girl for the first time or what they're going to say to their boss or whatever but yeah. and i've never done anything like that however I mean, the, the obvious is the obvious ones are I,
3: i'm so sorry sorry for your loss my condolence. i mean and, and while they seem to be you know rote and yeah. all of that they they're the it most effective yeah. it yeah. does convey it people understand no one is God forbid you're the kind of person who's at home in a funeral situation because your life is miserable if that's the case. Yeah. But... uh... I think it's understood. I
11: say yeah. one thing and and then that's it. Like you right. know, I'll say one of those things. I'll introduce myself if I don't know the people the and why I'm it. there. You and just say, being
3: there is enough.
11: Right. But then you say, you know, so sorry for your loss, but then don't continue to right. talk because then that's when the things that don't make sense are gonna come out of your mouth.
3: Yeah.
5: Have okay. a good flight. Yeah. Yeah. That's good right, flight. Yes. exactly. Yes. Yes. Like what if the person in front of you says what you were gonna say? It's like, well I can't say that. You stole they my just, line. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh
2: hang on let's go back to the uh saying the wrong thing or you know saying a a yeah. uh a standard response that you're used to saying it just isn't appropriate for <laughs> what that was or nah th- these are other good well let me let me do this one right. um yes. there's a lot of good ones yeah i'm gonna go to alex real quick here alex good morning
7: hey guys you
2: guys rock hey thanks man all right so what was your situation
7: so, uh, me and my girlfriend, Chloe, were were dating for about a month at the time. And, um, you know, we were cooking a nice dinner. We had some drinks. And uh, we came in and we gave each other a hug. And she said something. I think she said, hi, or hey, you. And I just, like, I took it as I love you. And I looked at her. I just kind of pulled her away. And I looked her in the eyes. And I was like... I love you too, <laughs> and she was like, she looked at me and she was like, I didn't,
5: I didn't say I love you. Oh. I said hi, and you tried to do like something sincere. Let I me mean, pull away the hug. There, there, what I said is, I, I,
14: I don't so love sincere. you. <laughs> I was so sincere. I was like, I love you
2: too. <laughs> oh, you took it, you took it as a moment. Are you, Alex? Yeah. How,
14: how, what what happened
2: after that? I mean, how how much longer did you guys date, and did you end up using the Words, I love you after that.
7: Well, we are still together today. Oh, okay. it was two years ago. There
3: okay. you go.
14: And I was just so embarrassed. I think I just went to the bathroom <laughs> and sat down. Rubbed for one a out. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Rumb, rumb, do, rumb, do you have, do you have we any uh, still tissue still in the, the back? Right, yeah. This will solve everything. I, yeah. I need to tap this off. <laughs> right. Here, I made this for you. Oh my God.
5: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my God. yeah. yeah. It's a tissue sculpture.
5: It'll be hard in the day. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> all right, let me go. Destructible origami. Let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning.
13: Dad Zooks, good morning. Dad
2: Zooks, Katie, what's up?
13: All right, so one winter, my fiance, we've been together 12 years, but uh, he, we were, me, him, my little sister, we were all shoveling outside. Mm-hmm. Came inside. I was using the restroom in our mud room. My little sister was trying to take her boots off. We do look very similar. She was bending over, trying to take her boots off. My fiance turned the corner and proceeded to credit card her, thinking it was uh-huh. me. Down her butt? I literally credit card her?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's when so, you yeah. yeah. you take your your hand like uh, you straighten it out, and yeah. then you run it up somebody's butt crack. <laughs> Like you're like you're swiping a credit. Card. Yeah. Yeah.
13: <laughs> yeah Didn't so He did that to her while I was literally on the other side of the door going to the bathroom, and all I hear is uh huh. Oh my god. And my sister just started belting out laughing. I opened the door and the look on their faces was like unbelievable. Like I caught them, but they both knew that it was an accident. So and
3: you understand you look enough alike that uh he could he was thrown off. You you, you bought it off.
13: Absolutely. Okay. not get mistaken as twins of the age So I did understand it. So it was one of those occasions.
3: Casey, it just reminds
2: me if it's a totally different thing. But if I were to do something like that, it would be like when you saw me naked in the bathroom.
12: <laughs> there wasn't any toilet paper. I didn't know that was you. I thought it was somebody else.
2: Just frantically yeah.
3: screaming at them. All right.
13: times he's mistaking us for, you know, but that was the
11: most,
3: uh, I guess, vulgar way of. Oh, yeah. 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 That's uh, that's straight up proctological. Thank you.
11: A friend of mine is a painter, and uh, he was doing some work for a client. He said, uh, I moved a carpet for a client whose husband had died the week before. It was so heavy. I said, What do you have a dead body in here? (gasps) He said, I almost threw up after I said it. Oh,
3: my God. God. (laughs) You know, like your husband. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes.
11: You know, like your dead husband. <laughs> your dead just husband died
3: just a week ago. Probably didn't love you. Anyway.
6: Uh,
3: <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I, I better stop talking. Let have me, a, have oh a good flight. <laughs> a good... <laughs> That'll be
11: the album of every conversation. <laughs> have a good flight. Have a good flight.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go to John with his story. Hey, Hi, John, you're on the air. What's up,
7: guys? Love the show. Thanks, oh, man. Thanks.
2: I appreciate it. So tell your story.
7: <laughs> so... We had a fair. I was about 12 years old, and my brother and I just got off the ride. My parents were there. My mom was You're sick. at a carnival, it says here, right? The ride of life. Yeah, like a, yeah, a carnival fair. Yeah. Um, and we got off the ride, and I'm looking around for my dad, and I see my mom on the bench. So I walk up to her, and as I mentioned, she wasn't feeling good. So I start rubbing her back, saying, where's dad? And she <laughs> didn't answer. And then I said, Mom, how you feeling? And she didn't answer. So I looked down, this lady staring at me like, Who the hell are you? Whoa. And, I was like, uh, uh, and my mom walked up behind me like three seconds later and saying, What are you doing over here? <laughs> I'm like, uh, Let's just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go now. I just, I just walked away.
2: Like,
3: Wait, okay. call me. They're
7: just
2: mortified. I was
7: so, I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Especially if
3: you're the kind of person, I, like, Preston, with, with your your wife or, you know, you. you, you I, I casually, you know, I'll g- grab my wife or, you know, it's it's a natural thing, you know. So when, you, when you're when you like at a, a, at a party or out and about, it's just, it's kind of a perfunctory thing. But yeah. it's, it's good to just quickly double check if you're out in public.
2: Yes, agreed. I'll go to Mike next. Hey, Mike. Mike, are you there, bud? Mike? No, Mike's not there. He said he accidentally shouted pickup lines to a woman who wasn't his wife. <laughs> and- right. Uh, let me go to, yeah, this is, uh, oh man, I'll go to Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's up? Yeah, bud, uh, we want to hear your story. Go for it. All
7: right, so I'm on my honeymoon. We're in Bora Bora, and the uh, a boat trip kind of dropped us off to this side island. No one was, around. yeah, there was about four other couples getting dropped off. And I'm underwater, yeah, there's there's rays and there's fish. I'm underwater snorkeling, and I think my wife's leg is, I, I think my life, wife is right in front of me, and I'm making this jaws, da na 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 sound, okay, through the snorkel, I grab her leg and start pulling it, to hearing screams, I get up out of the water, you know, I got my goggles on, the whole line, you know, I, I, I flip the goggles up, I see my wife about 30 feet away from me and this little Japanese girl screaming and I see her under and I'm like, oh my God, I am so sorry. And she can't even understand me because she's speaking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was, she was completely mortified and we had nowhere to go. Like, the boat dropped us off. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, this lady, this girl for the next like. Thirty minutes and she was completely uncomfortable. Oh and for about God.
2: five seconds, this woman thought she was being attacked by an underwater sea creature of some sort.
3: <laughs> that's great. And she's oh Japanese; she
11: cannot possibly God. understand.
2: Oh wow! Oh, that's great. Oh, that's just that's just a nightmare. Going back to the funeral thing, we're going to have to wrap up in a moment here. Uh, I'm going to get uh, Jeremy on. Hey, Jeremy. Good morning.
14: Hey, how's it going?
2: Yeah, good. So you're at a funeral.
14: Yeah, it's a funeral for my uh, friend's daughter. Who died in childbirth
7: oh. and and i walk up and he's like thanks for being here and i go
10: like, it is what it is man oh, oh. Dude.
2: <laughs> and why do you think you said that
10: i had no idea
7: my wife looked at me and goes what <laughs>
2: it's, hey, that's it is saying, what it is man ain't no thing yeah right <laughs> You got this, bro.
11: <laughs> People get so nervous, and in terrible <sighs> yeah. situations like that, they just don't know what to do. And and oh.
13: yeah,
7: did you did you apologize, Jeremy?
2: Did you apologize?
7: Oh yeah, yeah. Later on, I was there. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. And his brother goes. Hey,
3: at least you didn't throw a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> right, <a> fist bump. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's horrible. No one knows what to do. You know, it's know. it's it's an uncomfortable situation. I think most people understand that too. Okay, wait. There's two more calls
2: I have to go to. All right. uh, <laughs> first, first let me go to Deborah because she was in first. But there's another one I got to get to. Let me go to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Good morning. Hi. Good
13: morning. How
2: are you? Wonderful. What's up, Deborah?
13: So I, about 18 years ago, I got married to my husband. who has got an unusual name. His name is Doron. Doron. And okay. we were Doron. So we just got married. We were sitting in the car with my father, my sister, and my new husband. And I turned around to my husband. and He, he bugged me. I can't remember what he said, but he bugged me. And I went, oh, for God's sake, Peter. <laughs> He's
11: an old boyfriend. He knows
3: an old boyfriend? Oh, my God. You called an old boyfriend's name. <laughs> and, and, and
11: After how, you were married.
3: How did that go over? We were we were married about two weeks,
13: and wow. that was
2: it. That was it. Oh my! Wait, wait! No, so, no,
12: no!
13: Shh.
2: Oh, you had been married for about two weeks. I'm like,
3: we were married for two weeks, and <laughs> then we got a divorce over... after that. What did you what? call me?
11: No, Deborah, you're still married to him, right? You said 18 years. Oh,
3: yes. oh. All right. Now,
2: will will you sometime call him Peter just for fun?
11: Yes.
2: No, of course you will.
13: <laughs> when we're in a, a, a moment.
3: Yeah, of course. In your moment. Yeah, I'm married to an it. Irish woman as well. So thank you, Deborah. I'm Scottish, Oh, <laughs> she's Scottish.
2: Scottish. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Take My care.
7: Rock. Uh,
2: oh, thank hey, you so much. Rock. All right. This, we'll end on this one uh, because I don't know if you can get better than this. I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, uh, have a good
14: flight, guys. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> You too. <laughs> Not much. Well, I, w- I want to set the back story of this story okay. before I say But my uh, father passed away about 15 years ago. And uh, my friend, who is a nurse, took care of him. And he died. He died a of a failure. So his body is swelled up. And his junk area was um, pretty big, I guess, if you want to say. Right, right. And uh, I'm standing in the funeral procession line. I'm standing next to my sister, my brother, and my mother. And obviously, you know, we're all crying and you know the whole nine yards. So he comes up to me and uh, says, "You know, real quiet in the nursing home." Says that is day, your dad's junk's still bigger than yours. <laughs> wow! And it, I, I lost it. I laughed. I, I had to leave the funeral home. But my mother and my sister had the like the look of. Um, I, I disgust. Yeah, uh, it was, and my brother who was laughed, but he was pissed, but he laughed again. Uh, it was the funny. I had to leave the nurse account, or the funeral parlor. And I couldn't. Wait, uh,
2: were they were they mad at you or the person for saying was,
14: it? They're mad at my friend for saying it, but he, in the context, it made me laugh. It was uh, it was the funniest thing I ever heard. About it. It, it helped was, you, it, yeah.
3: yeah. So, but I can also understand someone being a little uh, put yeah. off by that. But yeah. but it, it is it is what it is. To quote yeah. an earlier <laughs> caller,
2: funerals. You know, it's, you're, you're taking a risk. You may really lighten it up for somebody, but you also might say the exact thing they don't want to hear. So yeah better
3: to play it he, straight or if you're going to say comes, it say uh, directly to the person you think will enjoy it and don't yeah, say it uh yeah. to the audience yeah. oh my god and he
14: comes over every he comes over every once in a while to the house and my mom's still like you know <laughs> he's not mad at him but she looks at him every once in a while with uh i was like mom don't worry about it. his junk's not that big anymore <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> nice show, appreciate it man all right well interesting calls and uh listeners always somebody who said something worse out there most likely
16: MMR's Day Off on the Slopes at Jack Frost Mountain, Friday, January 10th. Look out below! Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with a Pierre Robert live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from E2000 Lounge. Listen up, there's still time to save money on your lift tickets. Ski the day with us for $20 through our pre sale. Available while supplies last or until noon on January 8th. WMMR.com has all the details. MMRs, day off on the slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry. Friday, January 10th at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first. And 93.3 WMMR, everything there rocks.
2: I'd say that our next guests look like the most lucid post show <laughs> yes,
1: rock stars yes, yes.
2: who to come in for a morning show that I've ever seen. We're used to rock star. We don't do morninging. Yeah. <laughs> These guys look rare to go, and we're happy to have them. They played a show last night at the Met with Alter Bridge and Skillet. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Honey. Yeah. 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 Here this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How Are you nice. normally this
17: awake and chipper? Well, we were excited about coming into WMMR, so. Excellent. We, uh, you know. Had a little coffee and we're going to suck it up for the next hour. Excellent. Well,
2: listen, I had uh, before they came on. And by the way, we have Mark and John and Justin and Corey are the members of the band. Uh, uh, I saw our program director, Bill Weston, over. Talking with Mark for a moment there. Great to have you here on the most show. Yeah, and he was. Uh, they were. They were. De- I guess um, maybe Bill was describing a certain type of, of music. He was calling it, like knuckle dragging rock or something like that. And, <laughs> and Mark said, "Well, what would you call us?"
7: <laughs> and and he didn't
2: seem to really have an answer for it. Or was that you that said no, that? I'm, I'm sorry. Guessing, yeah. I just I just overheard. So that was Justin who said that. I'd say you're rock and roll. The words "rock and roll" together describe that sound because (laughs) it's it's bluesy, it's gritty, uh, it's got it's got some balls and some heart to it. You know what I mean?
17: I absolutely know what you mean. (laughs) good. Okay, you hit it spot on. All Um, right. uh, very impressive.
2: Now, you guys, um, as, as far as history of the band goes, you're from all over the place. You you didn't grow up together. Sometimes you hear that story. These guys, we went to high school together and all that.
17: No. I met uh, John on guitar here uh, in L.A. He sat in for the guitar player I was doing a gig with. And then he introduced me to Justin. Justin introduced us to Corey. And then that was sort of the genesis of so, so Dirty Honey. But you guys hail from all over the country, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm from upstate New York. John's from Banger Maine, okay, uh, nice. Corey's from Oregon, and he's from—he's the only LA native. All right.
3: And two years ago, you guys uh, pr- pr- pretty much. Yeah, two years ago. Wow. Uh, it, well, Preston has been talking. We, we all—you know—this this, this conversation has been coming up more and more, and it encourages us now because you know, um, obviously, music goes through cycles. Yeah. But um, p- you know, pure regular rock—you know—the way. And I know people have different impressions of rock, but you know rock when you hear it, yeah, you guys are rock Thank and you. and and uh but you know you can take something and hold it up as say like what grunge brought to rock when we're coming out of another phase of 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 the sort of a glamour rock sure you you knew that, but there's you know you can take something and work it different ways and and I sense like with you and other bands that we're seeing come up that have an appreciation for a sound they're not hearing as much as they would like. Um it, it it feels good. Do you feel that as well? Yeah, I think
17: I think it's very easy to be perfect in this like digital age yeah. we're living in and that's not good for rock and roll at all. So, you know, when we did our record, we just got back to the roots and had four guys in a room, playing well, just... songs together and like it sounds very
3: organic and soulful and raw and that's what we were going for. So. here's the thing, you can you can, you, can, you know Hey, can you do that acoustically? Oh, yeah, we can. You guys were just rehearsing and it sounded great. Yeah. And so that to me is a good litmus test of, and I think people appreciate just the awe of musicians getting in their instrument, with their instruments and making stuff happen in a room, in an intimate situation or in a large venue.
17: It's the goal, and, uh, yeah, I think songwriting, you know, is always key. If you can write great songs, they're going to sound great on acoustic or with a band or whatever. But, um, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the melodies at least start with, you know, acoustic guitars. And, yeah. You know, and then when you bring it in, you start bashing around and turning the amps <laughs> up. It takes on a whole new life, so. What's a writing session with
2: you guys like? Is it just sitting around messing around or do you say it's time to work, I mean, you the, know?
17: The one we're working on.
5: <laughs> Video games. Texting. Texting. Hey, I got
17: hey, something back. cool. Yeah.
5: Oh there well, so that's something that, that's cool that uh, you know some of our predecessors didn't have was was the the immediacy of, uh, immediacy of it all yeah. is that you can write and, and and play a lick on the guitar, send it to you and go, hey, what do you think of this? Or, you know, hey, I got these lyrics or, you know, I got this melody in my head and then send it to you. That's something that um, that didn't, and you can do it from across the world. You don't even have to be in the same city or anything. It happened or anything. the other
17: yeah. day, like yeah. we, he, he had an idea that he was working on Soundcheck maybe, I don't know, six months ago that we were all like, that's awesome. And then I was walking around New York City, something popped into my head, I sent it to him, and, you know, a couple hours later, He's like what if we took that thing from, you know, a couple weeks ago and we blended and we played it at soundcheck and it was
5: awesome. It's so. really really cool. Yeah, and and so pumped. uh what what I like about your sound is that um you know it's 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 reminiscent of something. I mm-hmm. I I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but you're not trying to be something. Right. And um so, what I mean by that is a friend of mine was, um, we were playing golf the other day, and we, we played golf while listening to music, and he played a couple of country songs for me. I really liked the first one. The second one, I said, this is stupid because he's, try- <laughs> he's trying to do something with this song. Yeah, he's it, talking
17: it, about trucks and bikes. <laughs> well, 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 just the yeah. sound. And his dog
5: me, and the woman who left him. To okay. me, the sound, it sounded very insincere, and, you know, we're like, okay, well, this is going to be this type of song. Yeah. And so, when you write a good song, it's just just a good song and it's not a gimmick and you're not trying to do something, right? It should be just
17: it should just happen sort of naturally and you should, I think ultimately a listener should just feel something mm-hmm. you know, feel passion or feel sadness or soul or whatever, but yeah, I don't I don't feel much from Modern day country, that's for sure. You're not going, You're <laughs> I mean, not
5: in the. Uh, you're not in the in the studio going. Okay, man. Well, this is going to be the one where the crowd is going to go like, hey, no, yo, no. hey, you know, like we're uh,
17: not building in those. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we were we were on the air in LA one day and uh, we had to do like a smash or trash thing with yeah. the radio station and we felt so bad. This uh, band sent in a song that was like just. Modern rock, drop D, and it was awful. Yeah, they were like the so, so chorus weird. was like, oh, 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 and the you know, fortunately the DJ was like, ah, that was just terrible.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, he took the. Yeah, we were all like, <laughs> and then the one guy had just into his him, his We were like, well, you know, it's a good production. A good production <laughs> so, and you know, just keep going. And, I was just like, I would never do this. To
2: yeah, yeah. yeah our assistant <laughs> program director hates. Anytime there's a forced sing-along, or if somebody screams out an instrument name,
5: guitar,
3: <laughs> It's
17: not allowed. Yeah, we trying to avoid going into a reggae uh, uh, arrangement too in the middle of a solo section. Did you
3: have a list of like, is there the three, the golden rule, the three don'ts when writing mm-hmm. songs? I think we just touched on a bunch of them. bunch.
8: Yeah, you, you got them all? You just yeah, wrote yeah. the list for us.
3: There man. you go, yeah. Nice. We
17: try and get, I try and get Corey to do like a train groove on the drum sometimes. And he's just like, I'm <laughs> he's never he right. do
3: no.
2: yeah. uh, I'll is, get him one day. This is <laughs> not going to mean anything to you guys, but uh, I don't know if you guys know it's Corey here. It looks like our afternoon. Guy Jackson with big hair. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Like really Jackson. Jackson. Corey, yeah. just your new nickname. He's, right? a handsome <laughs> man. He's
2: a good looking fella, so definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Justin has the most rock and roll hair I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. I am that's happy cool, to see. <laughs> Yours is solid. Cool. That's, that's yeah. cool. But you're going to play second fiddle to him every time, man. Well, no. listen, um, the song, we heard you warm up with it, we've been playing uh, when I'm gone, and I assume that's what you're going to play for us now, if that's cool. It's fine with us. Let's do it, man. This is Dirty Honey, guys. They are live here in the studio on MMR. Check it out. Honey on 93 3 GPMMR. When I'm gone, what? He goes, guitar! This is where I throw the pick in on him. I'm
5: gonna need that back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to ask with with bands that, uh, that are starting to rise and come into their own and get a little bit more airplay and a little bit more visibility and, and audibility, if that's even a word. Um, it's um, it You're, you're, you're going to get comparisons And and it's just yeah. what happens People when they hear a new band go Oh it sounds a little like this Or it sounds a little bit like that Here we go <laughs> Is yeah. it bother you? I'm not going to with- I can oh, bring them right. up but, but gonna throw at us? What's that? Well, I, I You want what was yeah, go you, yep. s- you told me to this morning. Yeah. In, in your voice, I hear a little bit of Jeff Keith from Tesla. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that before or not. Yeah, uh, yep. I hear. <laughs> I hear a mix of some Black Crows and Guns N' Roses. Nice, uh, all good stuff. All, yeah. all some of my favorite things. And your vocals, in particular or in particular, of a higher register. We haven't had a whole lot of that for a while. I, yep. for one, am happy to see it come back. Uh, there was an overload of it in the late 1980s, yeah. and then it kind of went away for a while, which is fine. But, you know, there's Miles Kennedy who can really hit those spots. and he's the man, by the way. Yeah, and you guys have yeah, toured yeah, with those guys. Yeah, we're or out with shows. him
17: right now, and we were out with him and Slash um, before this tour that we just started, and he's just been, like, so supportive of the band, and he's a really good dude, and he's like, you know, I, I've learned so much from him already, and he's uh he's become a really good friend so we're really happy to be out with him again
2: and there's another band that's been uh having some success lately which is Greta Van Fleet and obviously yeah. they sound a lot like led zeppelin i mean they 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 yeah. do and we we get uh we get we get positives and negatives on that in the feedback and some know, people hate it and i'm like i like it you know and and uh, cool that's all there is too, to it it just sounds they just just sound, clean, you
3: know yeah, yeah I, I don't get it's a weird reaction because it's like they're cl- clearly writing solid songs. Yeah. But, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what did
2: Led Zeppelin ever do? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, these comparisons are going to fizzle after a while as you guys continue yeah. to crank it I out, mean, you know?
17: Eddie Vedder got it about Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes. you're
2: right. Yeah. You know, uh, and Eddie got over the, it. The, so, yeah. you know? The
5: Tesla one is crazy. We get that all the time. I don't know any songs by <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. they did, they so did like, th- we're all like, oh, cool. Uh-huh. We, we just, love the Guns N' Roses. Guns Black Roses, though, that's for yeah. sure. And no, 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 but it's like that's very common. Okay, I'm just like like we get Tesla a lot, and we're all just like, okay. um, yeah, there like, were good straight we, heads. Yeah, American I'm like they had rock bands and those signs. Yeah,
17: they,
15: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not even a song. No, they didn't. Yeah. Does it ever bother you the
0: comparisons? You is it It's so
17: vast, man. Like the the rate, it goes. You get. People be like, oh, it's kind of like Led Zeppelin, but it's kind of like the Brock Crows. It's kind of like Guns N' Roses.
5: Here's here's the the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. If a fan, if a fan, most of the time they're saying it because they love that band and they love you. So it really doesn't matter what they say. Well, it's a compliment well, no matter what. Right?
2: I also yeah. hear a little Fiona Apple in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And, if, and if I believed you were sincere <laughs> right yes, which
15: I don't, I would take this as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. So,
5: Mark, Mark, let me ask you, because uh, you were talking to, uh, about Miles Kennedy and, and how he's uh, sort of giving you some, some tips and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, how do you take care of your voice? Because, uh, yeah. I mean, you really, really go yeah, after a lot
17: it. Of warm-ups and uh, just doing that, but uh, a lot of water.
5: Yeah. A lot of water, yeah. Fiji water.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Here's your endorsement. Um, Here's the tour. Yeah,
5: right. yeah. yeah.
17: Which,
3: water <laughs> companies make
17: a lot of money. They just, like, open up the tap and put it in a bottle and send it to the grocery
2: yeah. store. This is from Fiji. Yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> booze? Is that something you got to be mindful, mindful of?
17: Well, we get tequila every night. Be mindful, um, yeah. How great, great is it to have a rider? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does help.
3: Yeah. Okay. Do you have a quirky thing in your rider or do you do a. Uh, this moron over here. Whoa, whoa. He's,
17: he's, whoa, he, whoa. He's, he's, he's gross. So we have, you know, medicinal marijuana. It's not medicinal. He doesn't care. He's going to smoke it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it on our rider. <laughs> we're going into this like, Why not? Bible Belt states with a, a rider that says, like, we must have marijuana. You know, whatever. And we got, we got it. It. all the, all of
3: the rage. Of it. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah.
0: I think it's really, uh, really cool that you guys came in uh, the day after the gig. You don't yeah. have a, a, a a show in, in Philly that you're trying to sell tonight, which is awesome. But you did play an amazing venue last night. It's it's new for yeah, us, school. or relatively new. Uh, the Met. It's it's been around for I guess about uh, less than a year. What did you guys? What were your impressions of that place? It's beautiful theater. Um,
17: and it's run by Live Nation, which is cool, and they do a great job keeping it super professional when you walk into any of their places. And acoustically,
3: it's it's uh, everyone raves about, uh, you know. Did you, I assume, do you do you walk the room before you, you play just to? I did. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, so I'll boomy be sure. because it's so
17: big and empty yeah. when nobody's in there. And then uh, everybody complimented us on the sound actually last night. That's so great. That was cool. Yeah, we got a few texts from people who went to the show last night. Said you killed it. So. Yeah, I figured you guys wouldn't be there. You got to be up at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just ma- we just made you get in early. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do you have another
2: song that you can play? Sure, or we can. I guess we're gonna hear maybe we Rolling just Sevens the video.
17: Yeah, for the yeah, I just saw day, that. Yeah. And, uh, All right, sure you'll be hearing it on WMMR soon.
2: Dirty honey, this is Rolling Sevens. Here we go.
17: No need for fantasy, babe I'll shine on like a star in the night
12: I'll show you all you need Cause I know all your vices And I know everything
2: Rolling sevens, and that is from uh, Dirty Honey, played last night at the Met, out on the road with uh, Alter Bridge and Skillet. You guys playing several shows with them, continuing on for a little while?
17: We are done uh, another like October another month? 27th, I believe, and then we go and open for Guns N' Roses in Vegas. For wow. That's
3: it's got to be a mind f, you know. Yeah. First it's definitely
5: off, a mind f. <laughs> <laughs> Those I mean, are the words I was thinking yeah. this whole time.
3: The whole time, because uh. it, let's stop and think about it for years. No one ever thought a Guns N' Roses would ever be back yeah. together. Now they're back together. Now you're you, you, you know opening for them. I mean, it, it's it, crazy. It's got to be a level of surrealness. Yeah, it's crazy. Did. Our- uh, did Flash have a, a hand in that in getting you guys to open for Gene so, r since uh, you played with the we, Conspirators?
17: We barely even talked to Slash when we were out with him. Um, just because you don't want to, like, he's such a celebrity. You don't want to, like, fanboy on him. Yeah. And, uh, so the, the night in Cleveland, the night before the last show was in Cleveland. And, and we actually got to talk to him for a minute. And he was so nice and so complimentary and loved the band. And we were just, like, shaking. It was so cool. <laughs> and then uh, the next night, we ended the, the tour in Nashville. And Slash turned to me and he goes, uh, "So this is it, huh? This is the end of the road." And I was like, "Yeah." And he like kind of tongue in cheek was just like, I "Think, I think we'll see you again." And he gave me a little wink. And then the next day, oh, oh, dude, oh that's, you that's been
3: so cool! Out. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, <coughs> wow. it's <an> effort, dude." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course cool. it is. Wow. Yeah, well, he's the
2: man. We're really happy for you guys. It's great music, and uh, we're, we're happy to see you doing Thank well. You. We're glad you could come by for a visit.
17: Thanks for having us, man. It's bet, been man. a pleasure.
2: Continued success. Thanks for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, Dirty
7: Honey. Let's yeah. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. okay. Great band. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR.
2: Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder ski areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre and Jackson is coming up soon. It's January 10th. Get your discount lift tickets at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first.
8: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
6: Now, <laughs>
1: WMMR presents Desire. Preston and Steve's Design Final. All right, let's see.
2: Where do we begin? We'll start with this one. Uh, this is the story of a naked man jumping on a car with a mom behind the wheel and her two young kids in the back seat. That's beautiful. Drek a Drek. Drek a Yeah, she's. Drek a Drek. She has the video to prove it. Drekka Drake in the video says, uh, you see, the uh, man uh, wandering into traffic was a man who was wearing only socks. Hmm. She said one was black and the other one was white. Can't even match his socks. I had a friend with me, and we were laughing. He was walking up to cars, and he saw us. The video shows a man approaching Drake Drake's car, Drake Drake. And within seconds he was on the hood, pressing himself against the windshield and fondling himself so he's smushing his bits yeah on the window. That's unpleasant. Uh she said I told my kids to cover their eyes. I didn't know what to do next. Safe flight repair. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> refused to get off the car and he had a smirk on his face apparently.
12: Break free, break
2: Beep, 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 beep. That's Drick uh, ca- or uh song or theme song. Uh, I didn't know what that was. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, he refused to get off the car and he had a smirk on his face, and that's when I started driving forward and he still wouldn't get off. It occurs to me that that's somewhat provocative. Uh, Drake uh, prepared to hit the brakes, and she said that he seemed to know what was coming next. She said he put one hand up as if to say, Don't punch the brakes, but I did. Uh, According next to her uh, description, the man flew off the car onto the pavement. His exposed parts hit the concrete. Ow. And he rolled over several times. Unfazed, she said the man got up and started approaching other cars. She said, I didn't see, I'm sorry, I didn't stay to see what happened next. We got the hell out of there. Uh, Why would you hang around? But she didn't report the incident to Houston police at the time, but she says she plans to now. Uh, So, Good luck. (laughs)
3: Why is she didn't do it? Joe wanted to wait a little bit and just ruminate on things.
2: A medical examiner with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was suspended for two weeks after complaints that she made inappropriate comments while handling the remains of a dead woman. Dr. Sandra Thomas, who has never faced any other complaints since joining the agency in 2014, has expressed regret and has
3: returned to work. Look, I'm uh, gonna make it sing. <laughs> 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 Honestly, you need to have some respect for the dead, especially when you're in that job. Uh,
2: yeah, she asked another, apparently during the autopsy, she asked another doctor at the morgue if she knew how to do a Muslim autopsy. The other doctor said Thomas then lifted the neck of the dead woman and made a wailing sound called a uh, ululation. I like a... I guess, I guess yeah. so. Since the times of ancient Greece and Egypt, ululation has signified times of both mourning and celebration. Huh. Uh, to, it's generally heard at funerals and, and weddings in the Middle East. Yes. Uh, Thomas repeated the question and sound with another doctor. The doctor also found the remark inappropriate during an investigation. Hey, look at this! Uh, Thomas expector, expressed regret for her actions. The GBI Suspended her, and uh, she had to sign a document acknowledging that another inappropriate action will result in her termination.
3: You would like to think that your loved ones are cared yeah, for. There's a certain amount of reverence. Instead of putting sunglasses and cigarettes in their mouth, right?
2: Uh, so, anyhow, in December in 2018, there was an employee that took a photo of another smiling while posing with a severed head of an elderly <sighs> murder victim. Oh. Those employees were fired. So they don't. They don't That's put gruesome. Up, yeah, they don't put up with that stuff. 46 ice cream trucks were seized from owners who allegedly amassed 22,000 traffic fines totaling about 4.5 million dollars since 2009 and evaded paying the hefty debt according to new york city officials
3: how fast are they driving these ice cream trucks the seizure was Kids known, can't even catch
2: up the seizure was known as operation meltdown <laughs> i like that comes after the truck owners allegedly amassed the traffic violation fines through a scheme in which dozens of shell companies were created to avoid enforcement efforts by the city's department of finance so this is a this is a full-on scam Uh, The complaint alleges that the group operated companies that accrued 22,000 summonses for violations. Wow. Including including running red lights, parking near fire hydrants, blocking pedestrian crosswalks. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that?
3: It's going going
2: really fast.
7: It's going very fast.
3: Do it it again. All right.
5: Hit play. I can't, I you can't, can't speed it up? Speed up uh, more. I tried. Okay. My bad.
2: Uh, so anyhow, the alleged <laughs> scheme was based off a periodic, systematic... And repeated re-registration.
3: I thought you were going to sing grease lightning. <laughs> 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 it's
7: periodic, <laughs> systematic. <laughs> systematic <laughs> <laughs> What's grease ice cream?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, we're done with this.
7: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> there wasn't, they they were uh, bad uh, people. Yeah. There was. There wasn't
2: much.
3: That The bulk of the story had been in Yeah.
2: It feels like we're in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Oh, Oh, my
8: God.
2: All right, one more story, then. Okay. A man in Central Florida told deputies he poured salt on the floor of a Walmart store to get rid of the evil spirits that were around him. Did it work? You know what? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they verified that or not.
3: Honestly, how would you be able to know that at a Walmart?
2: The Pasco Sheriff's Office arrested 38-year-old Damon Dean Cantrell. Well, to
3: be honest, Lou, I haven't seen any demons. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: might have worked. (laughs) <laughs> Sunday morning a store manager told investigators A man poured salt on the floor and on his feet Before walking
3: into the woods nearby the store If you break the salt circle though Demons will be able to penetrate It's like Manitou, Steve Absolutely Did uh, we learn nothing from that Tony Curtis film?
2: The manager yeah. said that he wanted the man charged with trespassing A deputy found Cantrell laying under some trees in the woods I did but my job He was still on Walmart <laughs> property uh, so they arrested. Another Walmart saved. <laughs> there you go. Listen, I've seen things that look like demons in Walmart. Absolutely. So many times. You're usually wearing stretch <laughs> pants. Yeah. And that is the B-File. What's new? Glad you
12: asked?
7: Dinosaur Pilo. I'm always on the back
12: foot. Yeah, I'm always on the
7: back foot. Under your scars You're like a shooting star in the rain. The Struts. Dead.
16: New music, more of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR.
2: All right, we are all set to go. Our guest has arrived. Good afternoon. Good morning. What's up in my leg? I should say. <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're, you're actually
3: early for our, our original
2: assessment. You're, you're kicking oh. <laughs> ass already. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank we are you. excited, ladies and gentlemen, to have in our studio actor David
1: Harbour. Yeah! From
2: Thank you. I'm so excited I said good
1: afternoon when it's 9.20 in the morning. <laughs> there are Sorry. a bunch of footlongs outside the <laughs> yes, studio, which is like. Yeah. Nine in, the night in the morning footlong, though? Yeah. Do
0: you know pinks in Hollywood?
1: Yeah, I do. That's them. Those from yeah. there? Yeah. They just expand. Oh, well, the then used... bring me
3: one. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's still a hot dog. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's not a. It's, Classic breakfast fare, but it's, it, it works. It's very good.
11: We never actually get breakfast food here. It's always never. like It's, it's always
3: that. a so dinner is, thing, yeah. but it, it all works. All that <laughs> We've been up since 345. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. So it, it all, is it all kind all of dinner down. for you guys.
1: David, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from White Plains, New York. it oh, oh, really? well Yeah, yes. do you know it? I'm yeah. from New York, yeah. Oh, okay, West is a guy like 45 minutes out from the city, you know, suburban, Very boring place to grow up. If
3: if you work in the city, it's a nice area to be in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, I couldn't stand
1: it when I was growing (laughs) up. Because it's like that suburban thing, you know? And you're like 14 years old, and all you want to do is act out. And so I would take that Metro North train down to New York, though. Oh, yeah. When I was like 15. And, you know, you could... Back then, you could do a lot worse things than you can nowadays. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we could go to bars. And, sure. I mean, they didn't have any of the rules they have nowadays? So it was, was just... it wasn't
2: the creative arts that
1: were driving you to the city? It was the party. <laughs> I would tell my parents that I was going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. <laughs> <laughs>
14: so yes, the arts right, were driving. If yeah. my parents
3: are listening, <laughs> well, we're Fair thrilled enough. to have you in here. Yeah. we we're, we're, we're massive oh, Stranger Things fans, and we're also just massive fans of your. Uh, your body of work, which yeah, is no, just thanks. so much great stuff, and and I think you've described yourself, or have been described, and I think you're, you're the epitome of that guy for so long, <laughs> yeah, exactly. who just is always, oh, this guy's in it, this is going to be good, yeah, uh, but, you know, and we have a sense that you've you've curated the things that you're in, and whether that's the truth or not, you just always end up in good stuff, and uh, and Stranger Things is just such a. If, uh, no one could have figured this this bizarre pop culture bank shot that took place. Yes, and that they they went with, except for perhaps Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, moderately yeah. Which, known, yeah. and and it just took off. So yeah. when you got the script for the first time, I understand it, it blew you away. But yeah. did you think you were going to get it? You couldn't have had an idea it would be what it has become. No. Yeah. The complete opposite, to be honest. I mean, the first thing is
1: you get the script, and I thought it was a really good script. And so my first thought was there's no way they're going to choose me to be like the male adult lead in this. They'll get somebody who's a star. And so I kind of blew off the audition a little bit. I mean, (laughs) you know, I do what I do, but uh, there was a relaxation in the audition where it was like, you know, those those situations where you think, like, this will never happen, so I might as well just do what I want to do. And that must help. That must help. It it does because it makes you more relaxed. Yeah, no expectations. You're not. You don't have a goal. You're just like doing what you do. Um, And then I wound up getting it, and it was, uh, you know, incredible. And then as we were shooting it, I remember around episode four or five having a bit of a breakdown and thinking none of this works. (laughs) Really, really, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I remember, you know. I mean, Hopper's a really messy guy in many ways, like everything from his body uh, to, you know, his personality. Well, the very
2: first, it, my when, when my impression of your character uh-huh. was like, this guy's a douchebag because <laughs> exactly. she comes and says, my kid is missing, and he's like, ah, he's out running around or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be that guy. Yeah. He's more complex than that, you know, and, and really cares. But you're right. He he kind of had that really messy attitude about him, but yeah. he's his, the character morph. So initially, you thought that wasn't going to translate? Yeah,
1: and so like around episode, I think it was five, though, we were doing a scene and I, and you know, I'm neurotic and occasionally I'll ask people like, what'd you think? What'd you think? And right. I went up to my uh, hair person, uh, this woman, Sarah, who's love lovely person, but I was like, what do, what do you think? What do you think? And she just turned to me and just shook her head and she was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Wow! Oh, I, and I was like, what? You mean the whole thing? <laughs> like, Thanks of. for the confidence. <laughs> You well, know. I, I understood where she's got... You know, you're yeah. in a bubble down there, and you just have these days where you're like, <laughs> what we're doing is stupid, nobody's going to like it. And then, before the show came out, there was no advertisements. Yeah. No. no. And no. and I couldn't get an interview like this on a popular radio like <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk to me about this show.
3: That was the beauty of it. I found out about it through word of mouth. Exactly. And, and right. so it started to catch... And it was it was that now you're you, this actually speaks to you were a child of the 80s. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people remember all of the, this. this It's a, it's at once a tribute to the work of Stephen King. And it's this pop culture maelstrom of things that are all pulled together and yeah, Spielberg and right yeah. to Spielberg and shot in a way that all the things that we love, mm-hmm. but but done in a, in a great way. So there'd be no way to know it. But the fact that it did happen that way organically, I think, made it more firmly entrenched. And that's why we're rabid for season three.
1: You and the Netflix season one marketing department (laughs) apparently (laughs) had the same thought. Because that's what, you know, that's what they claimed was they. I I don't know if that's just a way of getting out of spending any money on the show, but they (laughs) uh, they claimed that that was kind of their strategy was to have people discover it. And I have to say... It is very gratifying. It was very gratifying to have it be something that wasn't hyped at all. uh, And just to have people stumble across it on Netflix and then the social media aspect of it. They just told their friends, and it was all over like Facebook and Twitter. Like, what is this? Yeah. and uh, I think in this world where everything is so hyped, it's nice to have ownership and discover something that almost feels like a little pearl you found in an oyster, like a surprise, you know. So let right. me
3: ask you, then here is the conundrum. Now, uh-huh. now it is a thing that I hyped. know. Now we're talking yeah, about right, it, oh, right? Right. But but where season two is always everyone's like going, okay, what season season two kicked ass, yeah. I know. And, and it was, I
1: it... guess what happens is in season three? <laughs> Capsman, we jump the shark. You
7: know, it's um. <laughs>
1: My character gets on water skis, and there's a great white shark in the lake. <laughs> All right, who knew? Yeah, in Hawkins Lake. You, are you wearing a leather jacket? I am. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, That's uh, no. Honestly, honestly, I just finished because they just sent me. Because uh, they like to send the the finished episodes to everyone else before me, right? But uh, that's right. <laughs> no, but I they just sent me all the episodes. I just finished them last night, yeah. actually, and uh, it is so damn good. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. the trailer it is long. so yeah. damn good, and you like oh the end is. Uh,
5: how it's does drastic. it end? What happens? Okay. Yeah. So here's what happens. <laughs> you made um, up the chart. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I, I would like to correct you on one oh. little thing. Prior to this, um, the the first season coming out, we totally would have had you on our show. You're a lot. No, 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 no. You no. are in Listen, some of our favorite Aww. things. The, when, when the first trailer for Black Mask came out, yeah. and <laughs> the dinner scene with you and Johnny Depp, and and I'll just sort of leave it at that because I know you wanted to hit on this, Steve. Oh but no, no, like, we're
3: gonna we're gonna go over all your stuff because yeah. we're we're big fans. But but yes, no, you with he Casey's right. We were fans before Stranger Things. It just oh, it just cements the okay. adoration but uh but 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 to that point you 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 go through these things uh, this has been your 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 quantum leap yes, you yes. know I, I mean but you you were that kind of guy. you were on broadway and and you you know working that that whole deal when you when you went in to to um i know you had an issue with working with kids initially right because <laughs> kids can be a liability right initially I mean, cuz i find You've got to get the right. I I'm so quick to hate a kid in a thing. <laughs> if, 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 if he's, you know
9: what I'm saying? If I annoyed, do know what you mean. I know exactly. You, what you gotta mean.
3: get. You gotta get a Haley Joel Osment. You gotta yeah. get a, somebody no, no. who really gets yeah, yeah. these And kids we got like great. six of them. Yeah. yeah, I
5: know. I know.
3: And and so they they never they, the old thing is never work with uh, animals or kids.
5: Yeah, but and, you and I are the same age, right? So so when I look at the this, case, are you seventy five? Born <laughs> in seventy five? No, no, yeah, 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 yeah no, no. No. So you you were born on my brother's okay. birthday in nineteen seventy five. Oh, wow, that I'm, I'm t- I turned forty four on the fourth of July. So wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I was I was born on your brother. My brother's your... born in seventy three. Oh, oh so, so, I was like, wow, two yeah. months apart? <laughs> <laughs> Brother, how did that happen? Ah, it's
3: something with death. test tubes <laughs> yes. and cloning or something. It's right out of yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, See,
5: upside down. <laughs> you and I and Nick, actually, as a matter of fact, we're all contemporaries. So we grew nice. up with the, with the same movies. So yeah, yeah. Um, there are movies that came out in the 80s uh, that still were today that have kids in them because they were so good. The Goonies is one. Yes. Stand By Me is another yes. one. Yes. Sandlot is another one that came a little bit later on, okay. and and so I likened E T. The, e T. E. T. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, E T. Yeah. Um, so, Drew Barrymore,
1: like a little tiny Drew Barrymore, amazing,
5: yeah. right? So and we had the the creator of the Sandlot in here a couple of years ago, and he actually I think they had a whole other cast of kids, and he was like, you know what, I need to get older kids to play younger because they weren't doing it right. And yeah,
1: interesting. And yeah. so I mean our kids are kind of all over the map. I think when we started I think Millie was the youngest and I think she was 11 years old and then I think Caleb was the oldest and I think he was maybe 14. Um so they do span a little bit, but in general they are kind of aging with the show. Like right. Millie in particular is, you know, she started out she was 11 years old and now she's what like 14 or something. She's a young woman now. It, it, it's a yeah. little weird
3: to see but it's natural. Well, it's but weird it's... for you. It's just weird for Hopper too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you, all, and to Preston's point about the character, this character, and I think some of, I like complex, I like villains where you can sort of see why they are what they are and, and they're not just, you know, mustache twisting and I like heroes that sometimes get pissed off and have have luggage and that's what how Hopper came into the to the deal you know the whole paternal aspect of him was not revealed and it becomes it becomes revealed in an organic way how much how much of of, uh, your input helped create that genesis for for Hopper I
1: mean they, you know they have they had an amazing character uh, already created when I came in but uh, they were they also are very collaborative so you know I I have ideas and I understand uh men that are broken and disappointed <laughs> in life and other people are disappointed in. Uh, so I had some insight into that. Right. Um, and so, you know, as we were developing him in the first season, and one of the fun things was as we developed him in the first season and as we thought, you know, we were all sort of neurotic. We thought, well, this isn't going to have much of a life after this season. But we would sit around on set and just have fantasies about, like, you know what would be amazing like right. if we could run this thing like what what could be cool and i think that the some of those discussions especially in season 1 you know one of the fun things was like uh we really love the character of hopper and we also really love this character of 11 and we were like you know there's clearly like he had a daughter who died and so he has a lot of trauma around that and she had a papa who was manipulative and who used her? Right, and so wouldn't it be great for these two characters to try to heal their trauma together and do it in a very chaotic way, where they, you know, they Which don't know what they're two? doing? Yeah, season so that two led was our into process. season two. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then there's stuff that we're even responding to going into s- to season three. Um, yeah. Yeah, no.
0: David, I, I loved you on uh, Newsroom, and, and I love you in <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. this, in and, and Stranger Things, and they're very different roles. They're very different um, yeah, yeah. And And the writing on, uh, which is Aaron Sorkin's show and on the Newsroom, is it's so fast paced. And so mm. a lot of your character is built on the fast paced nature of the entire show and how mm. quickly the dialogue is, is delivered. Whereas on Stranger Things, it's the spaces between the notes, right? Mm. It's, it's a lot more drawn out, and you can be a much more subtle actor. Do you have mm. a preference? Does it matter to you? Or yeah. do you just like the work when the
1: work is good? No, I mean, I, I do feel like. With the newsroom stuff, like I feel like the gestalt like the larger piece is very good, but as a component in it, you don 't have a lot of freedom to do you don't, you don 't have a lot of ownership in a weird way, and so with stranger things there 's a lot more ownership i mean you get to you get to explore a lot more behavior a lot of times like Sorkin's stuff and a newsroom is is very much about the point you 're making as, 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 you know on the page, whereas with stranger things. You may say something and mean something entirely different, or you may say something and then behave entirely different. And, right.
0: There are these pauses and these drawn out things, especially with your character. <laughs>
1: you, I love the I love the way you Like you take a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: What's compelling? up with
1: you? Why? Yeah, You, know, okay. yeah. It's <laughs> you get drawn yeah. in as a
0: result. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I. You know, that's my my whole thing with acting has always been that um, you know a, a lot of it human behavior is always very complex and sometimes a lot of times I think people say something that and then they behave entirely differently and that's sort of how I've seen the world since I was a kid is I've always been confused by human beings because they would say things like I love you and you'd be like, I don't no, think you, you don't. do. I think yeah. you, you want me to stay. or you want, I don't know what you yeah, want, yeah. but you don't just love me. So yeah, yeah. so that, that's always the it. complicated thing that I want to explore with human beings. And I think that the great thing about the Duffers is they really love actors. They really love you know what we bring to it and they really want you know so they'll have something in their mind that's very specific and then we'll come in and mess it up and they'll they'll be like this is even better than what we and that sort of collaboration is what you're always looking for
2: you mentioned uh taking a lot of time (laughs) netflix took a long time (laughs) To get this next okay. season back, okay. I was curious what
1: you, <laughs> all right, as, as, how you feel about that as an actor. Listen, <laughs> here's here's the problem, all right? Uh-huh. It's not a problem. It's a problem with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's a problem with the world. Uh-huh. Okay, because we have. Tra- all right, I'm going to throw it down here because right, we have trained you. We give you eight, or actually last year nine hours of content. Yeah. yeah. And you binge it all in a day. Now I learned. And it's like, give us time. Take your time. Once every two months is <laughs> oh, when you should be yeah. Watching, yeah. watching an episode. It, it's like, it's, like, it's cracked, Look, it's, it's crack. I know, for yeah. me, too, for me, too. I yeah. mean, it's, it, yeah, sorry. And no, no,
11: no, and as soon as it's over, you're like, when's the next one coming I, out?
1: <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah.
11: after the first day it comes out, you watch the whole season, I mean, and then like, you want to know when there's more.
1: And you'll see, like, uh, uh, you, you'll see as you watch this season. I mean, the problem is, like, I agree. I wish we could bring them out to you every couple months, you know? But the problem is, and especially when you watch this season, if you really just watch each episode and you see the camera work, the story work, the production design, like w- every single one of them is an hour long movie. That's been true and of we the whole series. eight of them. Yeah. And, but we,
3: eight, eight movies in a year and a half... Is like pretty good, pretty good.
4: <laughs> compared to like.
3: Well, let me let me ask you. Going to your film work, which which you love, and Casey brought up uh, Black Mass, and mm. and you, you know, you've worked on the other side of the table from Johnny Depp as menacing a Whitey Bulger as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and I was reading an interview with you where you say um, the performance you. You know, it really works like when you legitimately, if you're supposed to hate somebody, if you actually sort of legitimately hate the person in that in that scene, that and, and you can tell when someone's going, I'm going to pretend I hate you. <laughs> so when Johnny Depp is looking across at you and he's delivering <laughs> the secret recipe sequence, yeah. are, are are you kind of getting unnerved by that? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, there's very personal
1: work going on. I'm terrified of Johnny Depp. I mean, who isn't? <laughs> uh, but, uh... <sighs> But, it, you know, it, it, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a funny thing. Like, you meet people and you work with them almost immediately. Like, that was Johnny and me. Like, it was we just met that day and we just had that scene. But no problem. <laughs> that
3: was your first scene within uh, that day?
1: Yeah, and that was actually my first scene in the movie. Wow, wow. Um, And, uh, you know, you sit down with a person. And so what, what I try to do is, like, just get very personal with them early on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you try to really see... What you get from this human being, and then you what you can use it's almost like you're you're there with another chef, and you guys just have like ingredients spilled out, and you're like, "Okay, what am I going to use from you mm. like you know you have this set of ingredients, I have this set of ingredients what can we and i mean I do feel like the thing about acting is that when it's and look, I do it sometimes, and sometimes I get scared of doing it, but uh when it's when you bleed uh other people feel it more, I think. Like, right, you right. Know, Ernest Hemingway has this great quote where he's like, writing is easy. You just sit at the typewriter and bleed. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. it's um, true. It, like yeah. When you actually are in the room, if you, if you actually are hurt by someone, uh, it registers as, di- as differently, uh, viscerally, than if you're just sort of like pretending.
2: Right. And I think in that scene, you had uh, soy sauce and garlic. <laughs> and yeah.
5: and that,
2: right? <laughs> oh, man, you no. found out. I spelled
5: the secret. Uh, and, uh, can I ask you a question? Because I, uh, Real quick, I just want to oh, reset.
2: Yeah. David Harbour, if you're just tuning in, Stranger Things.
5: Uh, it, with that particular movie, I, you, you, listen, you, you've been an actor for a long time. That's what you majored in college. You get into it because you love it. I, I don't. I assume that you didn't get into what you're doing now to receive awards and yeah. all that sort of stuff. However, with that movie... I felt like Johnny Depp should have at least been nominated for Best Actor in every single award show, and he <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, that stuff's so, all political, you know.
3: Okay. It's, it, we, and it, we, you can see there, there are signs, and, and it's always been the case. For example, I always point to the fact that Paul Newman should have won for the verdict, and they gave uh, it yeah. to him for the color of money. Yeah, I yeah, know exactly. And, yeah, and it's like it, yeah, well, yeah. we screwed up, so here you go. So yeah. that's, that's I
1: think it's Pacino too, right? Like yeah, he he was nominated The Godfather, Godfather Two, like all these movies, and then they give it to him for a scent of a woman, which <laughs> is like. Okay, okay. Yeah. but like it's Those no dog good.
2: day afternoon. Like, <laughs> right. come on! Like, no, you're right. You're Attica, <laughs> Attica.
3: Yeah. It was just on the other night. It's, uh, it holds up. It's still great,
2: uh, David. I wanted to go back to to the kids on the set on Stranger Things. You're watching these kids grow up. They're they're great actors. Um, yet they are um, they're going up into this this world of a career. Um, I'm wondering if you. If you're just letting them do that, or do you occasionally have a little bit of advice you try to, by osmosis, kind of <laughs> yeah. give to them? Are you a
1: parent? I am, yeah. I have three. One of his sons is right behind us. Oh, actually, really? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you, do you listen to your dad? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. No, it's... Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. uh, Like, of course, like, whatever. I mean, I actually don't have kids, so... I have uh, six, uh, you know, or seven, if you include Joe um, but Like, <laughs> like little kids who I like adore and love. And of course, I'm protective over them and I want them. And I mean, it is a hard road and especially nowadays with all the interaction with. Uh, fans and stuff like that, and the fact that you know there's a fickle light of fame and of uh, people that like you. I mean, I look at professional sports players, and like you know, you, you have a bad season, and you got people in the stands going like,
3: "You're a bum," yeah. and we we have Exponentially the same thing because of social media. Exactly, Expon- you're just you're just eviscerated. That's the thing, yeah. and
1: I you know I so I feel for these kids to be thrust in the limelight so quickly, and to be you know they are beloved. Um, and, look, I hope that th- they never have a day of not yeah. being beloved. But I <laughs> but I will say I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think that's possible for any human being. I mean, we go up and down. The world loves you. They hate you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of fortune, right? It's like a fickle wheel. It just spins. It yeah. just spins.
5: But you feel and, the hate more than you do the love for some
3: Absolutely. Reason. It's so true, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to yeah. learn, though, you, uh, you know, that my, my dad years ago just, uh, he would say, Always consider the source. Always yeah. consider the source. And when you do that, it helps um, mitigate and, and tamp down that stuff. But it's hard, though, yeah. because you you're, you get into this because you, as you said, you go to the hairdresser, how am I doing? And uh, you yeah. don't want to hear you're not, it's, it doesn't look like no. it's going well. And, yeah. and you think
1: that, uh, I think because, you know, we're on TV or whatever it is, like, I I think it too. I mean, I've written things on about people on Twitter, like yeah. celebrities and stuff. You think that, like. Those people are immune because they are so like and then you just like, no, like you just I'm just a human being like anybody else. So if you come up and say like <laughs> you're the worst, like I you know, yeah, it hurts. I mean yeah. it you know you're it, like, it's, I am. Yeah, it's I well, am the worst. You know, but uh but but it, and it is true, like the amount you can just rack up uh uh love and it just you know, scroll through that. Or well, the, the, the minute somebody goes like
5: I don't know. Like, like your hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like
3: I, I, I tweeted out OJ's on Twitter now, and I tweeted okay. out I, I did bring up the double murder thing, but I said he, <laughs> he looked good. <laughs> yeah. so I, wow, wow. I, I, I tried to. <laughs> okay. I still even uh, with OJ
1: people. I, I, yeah. I, I tried to do that.
2: <laughs> Going back to Stranger Things, I, I love the 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 concept of the of the town of Hawkins. It's very Stephen King esque, like Castle Rock, where yeah. there's just this area that's concentrated weird things are happening all the time you've also got this cast that's growing up this could go on for quite a while um, you know, and, and only you and, and the guy the the people that are uh, the writing this show know whether it's a definitive end at the end of season 3. We don't know. Mm. But this could keep this train could keep riding for a while, could it? Could it? it? Yeah. Mm, all right. <laughs> so, well, all right. Like a shaky witness. I'm going to reach with a glass. We know take you a sip of coffee. We know we know you got to run. Uh, real quick question about uh, Black Widow. You're indeed filming that? Uh no.
1: no, no, no. Yes, I All mean, right. I mean, I don't know if I'm filming right now, right? But, uh, but yes, yes. Okay, we, we are shooting that movie. Yes.
2: I just wanted to make sure because
1: you know reports and IMDb and no, no, no. You I, 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 you know, stuff, there's so. a lot of misinformation on that as well. But I will say that uh, Kate Shortland is directing uh, this movie Black Widow, which I am in, and it is incredible awesome
3: we, yeah. lo- we love the subject matter Charlotte. yeah it, we're, we're, and we're thrilled you're in it we're we're oh, huge thanks. fans yeah. of what yeah. you do and uh, it, oh, it's, it's just very intriguing so yeah know, no it's uh, that's i a think hell it's of really gonna be a good one yeah. yeah yeah i
1: mean and these marvel guys are like you know they're just the best in the business like kevin yep. feige and these guys these guys are just so good at Man. what they do so you, you really feel it on set too it's like this real you know these guys are just really good at Telling stories.
3: They and take something awesome. that could be lighter than air and, right. and really just evaporate and they make it something that has gravitas to it, which yeah, is amazing. Exactly.
2: Stranger Things season three is on Netflix. Dude, I'm really happy that you're like a super nice guy. Oh, you know? thanks. No, <laughs> no, it's no. always nice to find nice out. Nice to so. talk to you guys. Thank you. We appreciate and it. Enjoy,
1: enjoy the season. It's really, uh, and I don't say this, I mean, I'm stand behind the hype. It's like, it's going to take. Love it. Love it. All oh, right, yeah. Let's hear it for David Harbour. Yeah, yeah. Guys. thank you. Yeah steve show podcast wait turn up the sound yeah. 93.3 yeah. wmmr yeah. everything that rocks
2: our next guest is going to be performing at the miriam theater uh you know i'm from uh, movies and streaming shows and of course one of the best podcasts in the world and we're happy he's back in town ladies and gentlemen mark Marin is here hey. Hey, uh,
15: hey mark Am I on? Is you're it right. on? It is on. And comedy. They know me from comedy. They do. All That's right. That's why you're at the Miriam tonight, <laughs> man. Uh, we were checking our yeah.
2: records, and I think the last time you came by for a visit was in our studio in 2012. It I was. know. Look at
15: us all turning old.
2: No. Look at a bunch of old
3: men now. That's right. Yeah. You got to shave your head. I do. I I do, I do. Yeah, it is it, it time? It, well, it, what happens is it, it at least removes that visual cue, you know? So
15: <laughs> you're just a, <laughs> a, the ageless, bald Six man. Exactly. How old is that Buddha?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you look good, Buddha.
15: Yeah, um, I don't know. It, what, I don't know when it happened to me though. Like, I'm just starting to notice it now. For years, you i was look like, good though. No,
3: you look good. I, I'm gonna say I'm yeah. gonna put you in the age-defying category, and I, I think because you have an iconic mustache. Oh, is that what's I, happening? I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, finally have an iconic mustache. Yes, I think because you, you can be drawn with it, with your like. Your facial hair yeah,
15: can—you're
3: yeah. in one of the, the rare class of people, celebrities yes. who can be defined by their facial hair. I, just yep. in a sketch,
15: I, I, I used to do the the sort of a soul patch, dapper uh, yep. yes. thing. Now got I got full, some, yeah, yeah. Now I got a full beard going, but I think uh, I just noticed it a couple of weeks ago. I think I I swept one, uh, maybe last. Might have been last Wednesday. I woke up old. Like I, I, like I feel like there. Was, everybody hits that moment right.
3: where you look at the, you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, it happened. It I don't did. know when it happened. Do you know what it is? It's, uh. it's, it's like a, like sometimes. Why does that jiggle now? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it is. It are, is. You,
15: are you jumping up and down in front of the mirror? Look at me. Look yes. at it's all going. Uh-huh. It's We're, all jiggling. That's it. Something <laughs> hurts that
0: didn't hurt before. That's happening. And the, the, the time to recover takes longer. Yeah, if you
15: ever do recover, it's the living (laughs) with the hurting. You know what I mean? Like, I guess my toes are like that
3: now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I I feel all right. I I think so. You're in good shape. You've remained in good shape for for quite a while. It takes work, man. You know, I was watching, uh, Mark, a uh, documentary just over last weekend on Sam Kennison, and you, uh, you know, go go back to that. (laughs) I I think of all the ways, knowing you were going to be in... Yeah. the bizarre, you know fluidity of life and there there you know you're 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 in that prominently and I was yeah you're mentioned many times yeah in the beginning so so the what,
15: what this what is what where is this
3: on yeah it's i saw right. or something so yeah. but but long story short you know if you look at look at your career the way it's firing now it's it's got to be wild to be where you were back then to gone through all you've gone through yeah you know the the book is out. Uh, we yeah. are waiting for the punch. Yeah. Uh, the the shows, yeah. the the podcast, interviewing the the president, yeah. all of this stuff. Do you have time to take a breath and absorb it all, or do you just keep going? You know,
15: I'm trying. It, yeah. You know, I, I'm trying. I'm experimenting with experiencing peace of mind. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and happiness because I'm told it's beneficial to us, <laughs> and that's what we're working towards. Yeah. Uh, it does get to a point where you, you know because things turned around for me. Not later in life. I'm not like you know seventy, but I mean, my success came in my forties. Yeah, and it does make a difference. I I, I know people are like there. People are like uh, they say like does success really make a difference? Yes. Yeah, it does make a difference in terms of because you spend so much time committed to something. Like with comedy, I mean, that's all I wanted to do, and that's all that I really am. And when you do that, after a certain point, there's no plan B. You know, you get twenty years into something, and and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, well, I could always. Oh man! Yes, <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. There's nothing there. What, what the last job I had was a really legit job. Was I was a grill cook. You yeah. know, in college I think before I committed to comedy, or worked at a coffee shop somewhere. So I don't, It's not lost on me that it's a, sort of amazing that I've I've pulled it out. In, yeah. the, in the second half here, but I am trying to appreciate it. Yeah, I'm trying to do nice things. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and fly first class if that's okay. And, <laughs> yes, and the other treat yourself because you, you don't want to be that guy who, who, who shuns all. No, I don't. But I yeah. also have that brain of a comic, where it's sort of like I don't know when this money's going to go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know when the work's going to dry
3: up. I don't know if I'm going to get that club date. Right, and I still have that survival kind of <laughs> mindset. Do you know but- what was very very telling was? Uh, and I always reference it because I think it's probably as as true a thing as you'll ever see is Joan Rivers in her document that documentary right at the end there. Um, she had her book, her her schedule, and yeah. there was open space even at her career with the way everything was going. I gotta fill that in. Yeah, it's, it's a day open. I got it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. So uh well, it never leaves, leaves you, that, does it? It doesn't, no. Yeah. But I, I'm always pretty busy.
15: I'm like doing the comedy and then I got I'm on yeah, I do the T V show now, the Glow Show. We mm-hmm. got one more season of that. It's a great and- show. Yeah, it's a fun show, and then you know, and then the, the podcast and Joker. You're, I mean, all oh, yeah, the yeah. stuff. I mean, the, 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 the that's I got a t- I got a hot
5: you know like a tight forty seconds. Joker. <laughs> hey, hey, you got more than uh, Brian and, Callen. Yeah. like, <laughs> hey, is that him? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. 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 got you got more than Gary Goldman.
15: I uh, know Gary Goldman was kind of featured, but he's doing his act.
5: Yeah, I, right. I love him, by the way.
15: What well, was funny because I did a there's this whole thing where you know I did a, a it was a longer scene with yeah. me and De Niro. Like, I, well, it wasn't the whole movie, but right. we did a walk and talk thing heading up to the dressing room where right. we enter. And that's where, that's where it's, a, that's where, it, that's the scene in the Joker. But there's a whole other thing where I'm like, how you doing? What's going on? Let's not do this. They excise that? Well, yeah, yeah. I, because I, I asked the guy, uh, Todd Phillips, I said, did I, before I saw the movie, I said, am I in it? Did I make the cut? He <laughs> yeah. goes, well, we cut the walk and talk. And I was like, all right. He goes, we had to, because he said... There's not a scene in that movie that doesn't involve the Joker. Yeah. So it's completely from his point of view, or he's always in every frame. So anything that didn't involve him, that he wasn't in, they took out. And okay. it made sense to me. Okay. And he said that one, like that scene, that walk and talk, had nothing to do with Joker, so they really... I it guess was, it makes sense. Yeah, it made sense.
3: You had a funny observation on uh, Colbert you are talking about. Oh, right? that, well, yeah,
15: well, yeah, because like... Yeah, I mean, I you know, I get this opportunity. It's De Niro. Right. It's freaking
3: De Niro. Well, people
15: like also I I'm fairly critical of Marvel movies. I get, you know, I've yeah, I've yeah. gotten a lot of pushback. Well, as you can see her face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I get a lot of pushback yeah. from the, the 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 grown male nerd community. Yes. As uh, you know, it gets very mad at me. But when they found out I did Joker, they're like, no, oh, you're a hypocrite. And they're very excited that they think they won something. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we convert. We got him. We converted you know, him. No, they were like, you know, this guy's opinion means nothing. Right, right. Yeah, right. He's a sellout. But the but the bottom line is you get a call from your agent. And they're like, you want to do a scene with Joaquin and De Niro? I'm like, uh, yeah, it, it's, in a, it's in a comic movie. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't.
5: Yes, of course. You know, you know, what, what am I? Of course, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, uh, all right. Can I ask you what your stance is on these comic movies? Because I, uh, are are you um up there with like how Bill Maher feels about them? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like Bill has a tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's delicate. <laughs> I, that's delicate.
15: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm within that tone. Okay. I, I, I think you could put oh, me in the mildly condescending. Right. Uh, you know, I have a uh-huh. problem with it culturally because I do believe that there's a fanatical sort of uh, commitment to them. I do believe that because of their popularity, they do push out other entertainment options. And I do believe that, you know, I don't know that as a grown-up, I've earned this uh, age that I'm at. I, I don't want to feel sort of uh, bullied to go see children's movies. Okay.
3: You so know, I, and I, I understand that.
15: I understand that. Because, because people, people who like those movies, even if they're grown-ups, yeah, they're they're sort of like come on, yeah. You know, they're almost like uh, missionaries for them. I mean, <laughs> there's just like a, a bunch of Disney stooges, you know, who are trying to tell you it's like you know, this is their life, well, right? I, so- I'm
3: a, I'm, a, I'm a, I've been a fan throughout all my life, and, and so it attaches to to pivotal moments of my childhood. That. Sure. So so, uh, but I, I I understand it's the same way uh, vegans try to push. Uh, you know the the, the, the yeah. whole thing, and and I, I think get... one is
15: rel- is more healthy.
3: <laughs> like I don't think you're getting any health benefits
15: <laughs> from 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 the, from the Avengers movies. <laughs> well, Batman's like the DC Marvel's yeah. different. Like, and I've yeah. used that joke yeah. like when people are like, Yeah, oh, you're doing a con-. it's a DC movie. So.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little darker, a little more grown up, I, a little I, more grown up." Yeah, I do understand it because I I love the movies. Yeah. I'm not a comic book guy. I didn't read the comic books growing up, so I don't have this like. Long vested interest in, like, oh my God, it's finally happening! Um, I think it's a oh, it's a belief system, right? Right. I mean, these guys have been reading. Go ahead. So. But, no, no, my wife doesn't watch any of them, and I tried
15: to have. I think this that's ar- something a lot of men say.
5: <laughs> but I tried <laughs> yeah. to have this argument <laughs> with her. I'm like, yeah. no, it's really, really great cinema. But now, like, hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, you know what? Listen. You're allowed to not be into them, and yeah. I need to just we'll kind of like drop it right then and there. Like, okay, wow, you're, you're, look
15: at, I think if this feels like some sort of peace we, talk, we've made a breakthrough. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just going to drop it right there. That's interesting. You don't want? You sure you don't want to get online with an army of your peers? <laughs> no, and talk that's about too it. much work. man. <laughs> no. that's an argument nobody's ever going to win. So yeah. Yeah. that's that's what gets me. Is why have that argument? Uh, maybe just for the catharsis of having the argument itself. No, I tell you why. And my my producer Brendan uh, has explained this to me is because. You know, this is a group of people that that were sort of marginalized in a way. The nerds were always sort of the brunt of the joke. Yeah. And now they own culture. Mm-hmm. They do. And they're not going to let it go. <laughs> so, so anybody that's going to start pushing at it, they're like,
6: no! Uh-huh. And
15: it's always shrill and awkward, and yeah. they're,
3: they're having feelings. What? And... Uh, well, it, it, you look at like Scorsese yeah. just caught uh, I think that was a reasonable yeah he, and uh, he's assessment. just he's just saying listen if martin you you certainly have to entertain Martin Scorsese's view on things." It, it at its basic core, it's fun. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a diversion. It's it, 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 it's a harkening back oh. nostalgically to for me for childhood, right? Uh, but it's it's not it's not a I don't want to leave childhood. But I I, I know what you are saying. I get you
15: bored. Yeah. I am bored. <laughs> right. Do, you know what I mean? The stories are simple, and I get it. Like I know they're like you ought to see uh, the one the uh, one with Hugh Jackman and right. What, what's that? Logan. One? Oh, you got, if yeah. you want to start, because I am going to try to watch some. Yeah, just uh, for watch <laughs> Logan. I, 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 I think I'll start at the beginning. I've seen Iron Man. Yeah. I saw that. That and, yeah. I, and I and I think that maybe Iron Man I don't know I, <laughs> it's okay <there's, laughs> you don't again it's like it's funny because
3: it, we you know we deal with obviously that the station plays music and a song will come up and. The, it's the ultimate subjective thing. How do you respond to music? But this sucks. people speak in <laughs> in concrete. This is great. You, no, it's I, the I, same with comedy. It's right. the
15: same with everything. There's, right. These things are subjective. You don't have to like
3: them. <laughs> yeah. right.
15: But I mean, my problem is with those movies. Generally, I, I really do get bored. I mean, if you're not thrilled by dudes flying around and throwing <laughs> yeah. buildings and rocks and cars and things, you know, I, I don't know. It just it was never my thing. And I read some comics, but even the comics I read when I was right. a kid. We're not those. I read, like, Swamp Thing, oh, and then yeah. I, went, I went into the game and stuff, I, Hellblazer and Sandman. I, I like good stuff. I liked a lot of the underground world of comics. I like Daniel Klaus. I like that guy, what's his name, Burns, who does the eight-ball ho- eight comics. So what do you like? Bag.
5: Do you like horror movies and stuff? No. Nope. Or you're not
15: into that stuff? No, like I have no movies? patience. No patience okay. for that. I just killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know when... <laughs> that feeling of suspense is not one of my yeah. favorite entertainment feelings. What yeah. what in
3: the pop culture realm, what's your what's your go to genre? What what do you most find yourself being drawn to when you go to a movie if you have That's a good question. Yeah.
15: I don't know. I just I've been watching Succession.
3: Oh, uh, okay. I just
11: started watching that. I love
15: it. Everyone, Everyone thinks way- about it. Yeah. Well, the way they talk to each other is amazing. Because yeah. it's not real, but it's like there's such a, the emotional weirdness mm-hmm. of the whole thing is great. I just rewatched the entire Breaking Bad. Me too. Mm -hmm. You did? Yeah, well, uh, Preston and I did,
0: uh, what, a year or so ago, and now I've watched the last few episodes again because of the uh, Netflix movie that's coming out with uh, Jesse. I went to the premiere. Oh, how was it? it? Can we ask? Whose phone is going? It's yours, I think.
5: Is it mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, that happened at the end of Hamilton on Tuesday
15: night. <laughs> hey, time to wake up.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I do know. Oh, uh,
15: oh, yeah, so I know. almost didn't wake up because I thought I said it and I didn't say it, but I woke up anyways. Yeah. The movie's good. It's, good. it's good. It's almost like I think he made it just because he, he's like, these guys were so great. Let's just make one more movie. Okay. I can one more see thing that. With this, I'm fine know. with that. Uh, but it, uh, the premiere was great. I don't usually go to a lot of those, but because I'm on a Netflix show and I've done specials and I've been on a few of their shows, they invite me, and I was like, I'm going to go to this yeah. one. Yeah. So I wore this shirt, the one you kind of. Uh, I love you, he's wearing a denim shirt. That yeah, I really Yeah. Like. Oh that, well, thank you. I, I mean, I know it's stiff. I know it's <laughs> new because I knew the way you said it. It's like you're like, wow, where'd you get that shirt? It was it was a compliment, but they were sort of like, well, new. It's well, yeah. You know, maybe you might want to break that in. But, Is it Where'd you, it get you get that brand new <laughs> denim? Had an edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got that, didn't you? You know, like, it wasn't a full-on compliment, and yeah. like, that, that's a that's a denim shirt you got. There. That, that thing is really denim, isn't it? In the world of denim, that's <laughs> that's, that's <is> passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to work on them. We Got to work on it. That's hilarious. I went, oh but the movie. Yeah. So I'm still like crazy because I get I still get kind of starstruck, and it, I, I, it's it, it's just kind of because I walk the carpet. I don't have to. But I'm not in the movie. Yeah. but Then you get that picture. It's like also at the premiere. I was there. You know. But that's. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, the, I'm sure
3: that, Netflix encourages you
15: if you can because you're a Netflix. Yeah. And I yeah. wore that this denim shirt. That was the first. There it is. There. There's the picture. You guys. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the denim shirt. On its first appearance publicly.
2: Same pants, too. Same, same it pants. is the same
15: pants. Uh-huh. I got four things, dude. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't.
11: I got. I got two,
15: two pairs of pants I wear at any one time and three shirts. You're
11: stylish. I yeah. The dude, do we have a magazine where they say he really who, loves his? And it's like five pictures of you in the denim shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and
15: that's it. Yeah. Well, I'm breaking it in. So, but sure. the. But I get starstruck, and I, and also there's a weird mixture of, like, do people know who I am, and yeah, can yeah. I approach them? There's some of them I, I do. Like, I saw Ed Begley there. Ed Begley gave me a big hug. And that's uh, the, not Ed nothing. Begley's great. That's, cool. that's not nothing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then I saw uh, Jonathan Banks. Oh, from plays Mike. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure if he does know me, but I walk up to him because <laughs> I grew up in Albuquerque and they shot the whole thing in Albuquerque. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my buddy from second grade uh, lives in an apartment building that Mike just got a place in because they shoot out there all the time with Saul and everything else. And they become friends. So I walk up to Mike. I'm like, my buddy, Dave's your buddy. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I realize like, he, he doesn't have no idea yeah. who, who I am. Like I just Like, I don't think Could he guess. does. I don't
0: think he gets starstruck. Oh my God! No, he—he but... he does not impress me as the type that's uh... Uh, he's pretty nonplussed.
15: But yeah, definitely. But the w- the thing that got me like Cranston was nice to me because he's been on the show and I saw Jesse Plemons, who I've not talked to, but he's uh, like he was you know he knew I was and we talked. I listened to me. I'm like, some of them know me.
5: <laughs> some of the celebrities know me. <laughs> but but,
3: but, but uh, we get we get <laughs> the same way. Yeah. I know, right? Hey, we know David Faustino. Yeah, he yeah. came here. Yeah. Was he here? He was here. Wow. Kathy doesn't remember. <laughs> I but, don't remember. Yeah. So
15: yeah. I'm at the we premiere and somebody I hear thinks. from behind me. Over in that people are sort of talking before the movie started and I hear uh, I hear Hanks voice. You know, the, the, yeah. Yeah, Hank from the, the Cop in Breaking yeah. Bad. And I don't. Oh. I didn't even know the actor's name, but I'm like, there's Hank! <laughs> and like, I want to Hank! <laughs> like, when I interviewed Cranston, I swear to God, when I did that, I was so immersed in the show, it was years ago, that I could not separate him from, from Walter White. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, I would, throughout the entire interview with him, I'm like, I, I think I need to talk to Walter. So there, there's certain characters that really impress... Like, Hank's such a great... That guy's yeah. great. What's yeah. his
5: name? Dean something or other. Norris.
15: Yep. Yeah. Great, great character. Felt, actor. I, I, I felt myself excited. Like there's Hank, and he sounds yeah. just like
1: Hank <laughs> talking to other
15: people. But yeah, <laughs> Obama is no Hank, right? But uh, but it, it, exciting. Yeah. The speaking of Obama, the podcast,
2: WTF with uh, Mark Maron, ten uh, year anniversary. Man, you've you've really yeah. really made that a, a just a, a mainstay, and and it's you do it right. You kind of do. What we like to do as a radio show, we just have conversations, and, yeah. and we dive into whatever comes up. You have a, a basic idea of what you want to talk about, but it, you right head down, you
15: do your hats, homework a little bit. Yeah, poke around a little bit. Sometimes I miss things, but yeah, you got to get
3: used to people saying, "Like, why didn't you ask him about it?" <laughs> Roz, <laughs> yeah, you should have told it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's got to be on your terms. But but uh, you know, you're you're um, so so initially, you're you're. Interviewing skills, your chops were they developed on, on on like Air America, or had you, you know, did you did you have a uh, a, a good um, good well, rapport, a conversation ability? Because you, again, I told you earlier before we went on that when we first started, our interviews kind of sounded like interrogations as opposed to just conversations. Mm-hmm. And when, when did the switch flip well, that's for a, I think that's a style yeah, initially. Yeah. You know, you want to
15: get these moments. It was like the uh, audio equivalent of clickbait. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, no, you kinda, you're exactly right. Well, you kind of want to, like, you know, let's get them on this one. Like, I never... I, I don't I, I don't do not ra- do morning radio as much as I used to because right. I don't know what I'm walking into. I know you guys. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But even phoners. You want to be on a phone with a bunch of monsters <laughs> who are just looking to tear you down. Yeah. And you've got no way to defend yourself because you're on a phone. Yeah, yeah. So... But but my style really was more about uh, you know inviting people I knew over to talk about my problems. Yeah. Uh, so having celebrities over to talk about my problems yeah. and maybe find some midway. It's a you know, disar-
3: It's a disarming entree into into a
15: good conversation. Yeah, I was in trouble. I was yeah. bitter. I was cynical. <laughs> I had people I had to apologize to. But yeah. Wow. So it sort of evolved like that from like a twelve step almost. Yeah, like. Almost, yeah. almost like I need to make an amends or like <laughs> yeah you know, like do you like me or like I don't I'm not comfortable with you. Uh, but it it was always very personal, and it just kind of evolved from there. What
3: would so your most listened to podcast would be? Mm. I guess the, the the specific episodes the Louis CK right the two episodes. Todd with Louis. Glass. I don't know. If, I don't know which ones are the most. I'd have to
15: ask Brendan. But you know, the Obama one is always evergreen. Like yeah. right now, like the most recent six months are always free. Right. On a, wtfpod.com or Stitcher it has the archive and then after if you want to go back before 6 months you got to go Stitcher premium kind of deal but yeah I don't know how many people listen to Louie there was a two double header with Louie I not yeah, that was a big podcast I don't know how many people are going back to that I thought you uh,
3: I thought your 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 um you know, it was as sincere a sentiment as I've ever heard relayed. Um, you know, about a friend of yours, yeah. who's done something that uh, is is not right, yeah. But you, you know, <clears throat> again, I think this is a, something a, a muscle that you've developed over years of just living your life and 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 kind of laying it all out bare. But just, and I thought it was so genuine, and it's, all of us have people in our lives like. That's them. And yeah. I take them yeah. for what I, I take them for what they are and I, I you know, I know them on other levels that you don't and yeah. this is how it is. Yeah.
15: Yeah, well I mean I don't we don't talk anymore
3: <laughs> yeah, so, really has, yeah. has it gone asunder because of that? Well, no, I don't know, asunder, it's just yeah. like, you know, I don't I don't
15: know who, you know, what his wife is now. I mean, okay. after after that stuff went down, you know, I addressed it honestly and I thought it was uh I thought it was reasonable. It was. It was and, more than reasonable. Uh, yeah. And you know, it, he's you know, he's got to go through what he's going to go through.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, Interesting. yeah, yeah. Interesting. I want to ask you kind of a nerdy radio question because um with with you and Brendan and when you're at the red carpet, do you do you see Dean Norris and say, "Man, I want I want him on the show?" Or you know, if you're in Philadelphia you're at the Merriam and you meet somebody that would be good for the podcast.
15: You, I've got book a, that way. Oh, I've gotten a little more respectful in that way. What about with De Niro? Well, I mean, he doesn't do that kind of stuff. I talked to De Niro briefly, you know, and not briefly. I mean, he's a nice guy. He was he was present the day I started shooting. The Joker was the day they found a bomb in his building. Oh, and yes, but he was handling pretty well. (laughs) Well, no, but like you know, he looked at the other people that got bombs. He was like, "I'm in pretty good company." It's like like Uh, Hillary and the other. But uh, but he was dealing with that. But he's you know he if you really think about him, he didn't. He never even appeared on Carson. Really. Like, he's just not that guy. He's not a big right. talker. Like, I've run into Brad Pitt many times. For some reason, Brad Pitt's a fan of my TV show, of Marin. Like, and he's watched it several times. Yeah. Like, I've seen him at two different events, and he's like, oh, man, that your show, I'm watching it again. I'm like, really? And uh, and I've, I've asked him, I said, well, if you ever want to come on, he goes, I'm not, I'm not a good interview. I'm really not mm-hmm. a good interview. I don't I mean, know you if you would that. be. No, that's the, that's the thing. So I don't ask that. But I've also become a little more aware of, like, not asking people, in public, like, you know, at some point, you know, I'm not the guy who's like, hey, man, you know, can you do my show? Can you do my podcast? Like, I'm sort of in the world now. So I have to, you know, I'm acting. I'm doing things. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity. But you don't want to pester people because I know how that feels. What, of course they're going to say, of course. You know, they're going to say, yeah, I'd love to. And then what are you going to do? How are you going to follow up? <laughs> right, and, then yeah. you follow, and then eventually you, you talk to a booker or a publicist, and they're like, he's not doing anything now. Right. It's yeah. Especially not you. It's just- <laughs> yeah, like,
3: <laughs> when they go out of their way to say especially not you, that's
15: yeah. what hurts. Well, that, they don't say yeah, yeah. that. But, you, <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, I try to do it through proper yeah. channels unless it feels right. Well, yeah.
0: thanks for coming in this morning because uh, I booked this interview. And uh, we, originally we were going to do a phone with you, and you decided to come in, which is cool. And, and it, to see you uh, happy and chipper and upbeat is good. I know you've been dealing with nicotine withdrawal, and I wanted to ask you how that's going.
15: It's all right, man. Yeah? Yeah, I, I think I'm coming through it. I think I'm at, like, seven weeks. Oh, and I, okay. was, I wasn't I was even smoking, man. I was doing those lozenges. Uh,
3: so you, that was the deal, huh?
15: I loved him. I loved him. I D- did you ever flirt years. with the uh, the vaping thing? No. Okay. No, I, I
3: knew right away that there had to be something wrong with something's yeah. going to be an issue. Well, yeah, yeah.
15: What, what's in it? How how are they making that? Who's in charge? That's the question. You know, isn't I, I want to know if it's a it's a, a kind of a well known you know historical cigarette company making me sick. I you know these vapes. It's like where's the goo coming from? What
9: are you putting in there? <laughs> where's
15: your goo coming if from? If it's not Philip Morris or yeah, you know, yeah. R J Reynolds, I don't want anything to do with that Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's so Chinese goo. Chinese goo. What is it? How is that not going to be bad? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Well, why'd
2: you you start trying these lozenges? Who turned you on to that? Or where'd you get the idea to do that?
15: Well, I've been wrestling with nicotine my whole life, but But I haven't really smoked a cigarette in over a decade. So there was a period there. What happens with me is I got off the smokes... I think I had one cigarette during a Keith Richards interview, but I knew I was on the lozenges and I, because he he made me smoke with him. All right. Of course. And he's he's got a bit of charm when it comes to getting people to do things that are bad for you. So we've heard, yeah. 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 He's he's done that to an entire generation, (laughs) (laughs) several. (laughs) But but no, and like I was, I do the gum. It took me years to sort of quit. But then I kind of leveled off on lozenges. I was on gum for a while, but they're not good for your jaw. And then someone, Tom Rhodes, another comic, yeah, we've met him. Sure, yeah, he turned me on to Walgreens uh, cinnamon <laughs> four milligram lozenge. <laughs> so okay. Cinnamon,
5: okay. See, I was always the mint lozenge guy.
15: Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I yeah, and uh, I don't do the mint. I don't mind them in a pinch. I'll do them. I, you know, you're, Why when cinnamon? you're an, when you're an addict, you'll do anything. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, uh, the mini ones are too much for me. The little ones dissolve <laughs> too. So cool. were
3: you in effect like chain sucking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Are you yeah. kidding?
15: I loved it. I, I looked forward to them like cigarettes so but what happens to me is I'll, I'll get off everything like i am now and then i'll decide like i think i can have a cigar yeah and then i'll have a cigar and then within two weeks i'm having two three cigars a day yeah and i feel like my mouth is rotting <laughs> so then i got to get back on the lozenges to get off the cigars and then i'm locked on those
5: so you got to look at then- me because i'm the only one who's currently addicted to nicotine and i I 130% know exactly what you're talking about. What do you want? Yeah. Just a well, No, no. Now I'm on... on Oh, you're dipping. Yeah, the thing is, like with that, I've done that. But I was, a, I was, but I'm not smoking. But I'm not. I, I get it. But I, <laughs> well, my lungs are okay, Mark. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I,
15: I, there was a period there was I was in I was getting imported snus from like Norway or under oh Sweden. God. Like someone got me involved with snus. Yeah. Oh which yeah. Which was uh, I think Swedish, right, yeah. originally. Yeah. But there's a whole catalog of there's a hundred different snuses from Sweden, and they say like it doesn't cause cancer, which you is can ridiculous. It, you know. What? Spitting. But I was ordering this stuff that was so strong, yeah. like it was like heroin. Like, you know, it's just a packet of snooze, and I'd put it in, and I'd be like, oh, man,
6: yeah. I got to
15: sit down. <laughs> but, like, in my mind, as a sober guy, I'm like, but I'm not doing anything bad. Right. Like, you're well, sober
5: too, guy. I'm sober. Sober seven yeah. and a half years, and I was actually nicotine free when I got sober. Yeah. And then about three months into my sobriety, I'm like, "Well, uh, oh, this you need is, something. I need something. I got this gigantic hole that yeah. I need to fill. and to yeah. Fill it with nicotine and caffeine, and that's kind of where I'm at now. It, but
3: it, it's 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 yeah. the it's the the dom. Uh, my brother who had never smoked in his life when he became sober, he started smoking. Really? Yeah.
5: I I've been through oh, so much.
15: I got 20 years sober, so I've been through a lot of different options.
3: Yeah. With the <laughs> but I'm
5: looking. Yeah. You're not even drinking coffee. Yeah. You I'm got, like, got food. I, yeah. You I
15: mean, got nicotine. Exactly. You got sex. Yeah. And those are my, you know, if I can move those around, yeah. Yeah, and go through a rotation. Yeah. Like, yeah. The one thing I never do, thank God, is gamble. Yeah. There's gamble. Oh, my God. No. I never got that sickness. Yeah. I do not like losing money. There's yeah. no, I've never had an experience with gambling that I won so much money yeah. that I felt so great that I got to spend my life trying to do that's that.
0: That's funny. I, I get nervous while gambling. I don't, I, there's no rush uh, or, oh, or that's,
3: high. That the
5: rush. That, no. that, the nerves, that is the rush. Yeah, but it doesn't work for you. It, right, yeah. Mark, yeah. You know, have
3: they, you ever have you ever seen some... Because I've seen a good friend of mine. Yeah. The first time we went to Vegas, yeah. I saw that switch flip. Oh, man. And I, and I literally had to take his ATM card because <laughs> wow. he was going to go hard. Really? Yeah, and I said, dude, you need to put this in check now because he, he would have... Tapped out everything it was crazy. Right. I lost. I think the
15: most I lost was eight hundred dollars in an evening, wow. and uh, I'm still mad at the hotel. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> like like, yes.
3: Yeah. Like I, I still at, like
11: forty. Yeah, it still hurts
3: me. Well, that's yeah. why casino you know, ATMs put out in hundred dollar bills. Oh uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like
15: they, they uh, got you. you know. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm a bad poker player too.
2: <laughs> I want to real quick. Robert's been on hold for like twenty five minutes, and I would if I cut him off. Deniro.
7: Like no, Deniro. Everybody. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you had a question for Mark Maron. Uh, hey, Mark. I, uh, listen to every single episode. Really love the podcast. Thanks. What is taking so long with the garage
15: renovation, and what are you doing in there? Okay. All yeah. right. That's a very specific Thank question. Thank you, I <laughs> Mr. De Niro. <laughs> he's saying it with angry. He's angry at me. Yeah, like, I wanted. think it sounds pretty good in the room I'm doing it in. I've worked very hard. I had a kid make sound panels. I'm, I'm all set up in the bedroom. Yeah, because you originally started in your garage. Well, the, the old house, I got yeah, a new house. Right. But the old house, yeah, it was a cluttered garage, and I was there for years, and then I got this new house that has a garage, but it already sort of had the work done. The family that lived there before right. had a kid out there that they didn't want in the house, I guess. Okay. And they, they, <laughs> but they put a bathroom... There was a full bathroom, and it looked perfect for a studio for me, right? So I get this house, and I love the house. And then I get tagged the week after I get the house. that the I knew it wasn't done on permit. They got to tell you that. Oh. But you roll the dice. You're like, oh, who's going to find out? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the city sent people out you know, to open houses to see if there's unpermitted work. So it's not on permit. So the, what's taken so long is with the, where I live. You've got a couple of options. Either because the city has it down as a garage, so either you got to make it back into a garage right. or you got to get the paperwork to make an accessory dwelling unit, which is right. basically make a house out of it. Right? So I went with that. So they're putting like they're making it a house. I mean, it's
3: ridiculously expensive, that, but What about asked- your taxes? I assume it it, it- I think I don't know how that affects that with the like, right, property. Well,
15: no, it's going to have its own address. Yeah, because oh, I mean, you are saying it's going to be higher taxes. I
3: think it would have to be right. Oh you, no, you
15: no, don't tell the <laughs> city. Oh, like, I, oh.
3: I mean, you basically have two residents. You have two homes on your property, then right? If, I, if they're if they're classifying it as a home, a separate home. Wait, it's well, no, going
11: to be a separate home, home, home. No,
3: no, I mean it's 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 a
15: rentable property. Oh, okay, But it's have right.
11: a separate address. Is it? I think it
15: does can have a separate. I
3: think it does like have a separate, unit? like a unit. In my case, I found that the the state. In the city usually demuse oh, from extra man, ways. You're to get...
15: Ruining everything. Uh, I think the right. Th- but it's but, uh, a business location, so you can write. Th- I don't even know if I can say that. Unfortunately
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. No. one. Not... <laughs> yeah. You wanna have a second show tonight? A,
15: but... I'm assuming <laughs> the guy that tagged my house yeah. is not following, following me around. Don't, don't
5: say anymore. But, but, but that's the thing. I'm going to have a studio that's going to have a kitchen yeah. in it. You can cook in there. We yeah. can make a... Uh, well, that Robert guy on the phone, he's he's not a fan of the show. He's actually calling. He's a, he's a city employee. Oh. In, oh. in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and he's... Yeah. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah.
11: Wait, but that's crap. They nabbed you after you bought the house? Yeah. yeah and I, and and usually
15: before. you get ratted out with that stuff. Usually yep. you've got a neighbor who sees you building. Yeah. But this thing had been built years ago. I really can't... I can't figure it I out. I think
3: your open house idea that word got out as people were checking out the property yeah. and that, that that's, probably yet yeah that, I, that, I think that so. makes the most sense
15: but i'll tell you the thing is going to be beautiful yeah. i mean it's going to be nice and i'll go out there i'm gonna have a hard time deciding whether i should you know live in that house or <laughs> just rent the main house or do the podcast yeah, have sure. options
7: love preston and steve and wmmr check out wmmr.com for more of everything that rots back with more of the preston and steve show podcast
1: Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File.
16: And it's brought to you by Red Robin. Red Robin believes that every meal should be meaningful, every moment joyful, and every bite blissful. Find your closest location at redrobinpa.com. Red Robin. Yum.
2: Uh, Let's see. Where do we go? How about this one? Uh, If you have kids old enough to use your phone, you should... Password protect basically everything. A seven-year-old boy in China managed to drain his grandfather's retirement savings by using the man's phone to uh, tip live-streaming hostesses. So he was like uh, online porn like hookers. Well, I don't know. Uh, But they were live-streaming hostesses. And the grandfather uh, named Lee was shocked to find nearly $6,000 had disappeared from his account over the course of three days. After he checked his transi- transaction records, he found almost all the money had been paid to iQui, or Q Q I Y I, however you pronounce that. It's one of the largest online video websites in China. The boy admitted that he had spent his grandpa's money to tip and buy presents for his favorite female video game live streamers on the site.
3: There uh, you go.
2: Porn. Okay. Not porn. Not porn. Uh, it And i uh, IQ said that it would offer a refund to the grandfather following an investigation. Animal rescuers in Britain responded to a home where they ended up removing a snake. And the snake had turned blue from the cleaning products inside the toilet where it was hiding. Like a blue snake, like yeah. Tiny Bowl. Yeah, the RSPCA said a family renovating the home uh, said they had just purchased in uh, Basildon, England... Found a snake in the bathroom when the reptile knocked over a lit candle. They found the animal had taken up residence in the toilet's tank. Uh, the snake was identified as a non-venomous rat snake and is believed to be someone's pet. Uh, it's being cared for by a veterinarian to make sure that it didn't ingest any of the blue cleaning fluid.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't want the snake to get
2: sick. Uh, this is terrible. A 56-year-old female hiker was killed by falling rock and ice at Yosemite mm. National Park oh, in man. California. Yeah,
3: so We were just talking about Yosemite.
2: Uh, and they said that uh, Jean Wang was hiking on Yosemite's Mist Trail when she was hit by rock and ice. Now, while the trail is popular, it's closed at this time of year because of icy and hazardous conditions. Uh, they always
3: post hmm. that stuff, but I, I know people... They'll just do what they want to do. It's yeah. not like there's a guard
2: sitting there. In fact, the Park Service said that uh, the trail closure is clearly marked, yeah. and there is a gate on the trail reminding visitors of the closure. She ignored the signs, went around the gate, and the incident happened on the trail. So they close those for a reason, gang. You
3: have things like that happen all the time where people will go on a trail or, or take a, an off-road vehicle onto a trail yeah. and then get trapped in snow or an avalanche. They don't realize it. Everything's being managed. you got to be careful. Yep. Uh, this is disturbing. 800-year-old crusader from a
2: crypt in a Dublin church has been decapitated by vandals. Uh, Archdeacon David Pierpoint said that the crusader's head had been severed from his body and, this take, sucks. and taken away. You lived for 800 years. No, he wasn't <laughs> alive.
3: Oh. It was uh, it was a corpse.
7: <laughs>
2: so, oh.
3: Yeah. And to go like and that. And to go I like mean, that. Come on. You're 800 years old. You, like, live through plague after plague. Everything. Older than our own country here. The
2: discovery was made as a tour guide was preparing to open the church for visitors on Monday afternoon. Uh, The archdeacon said he was upset and disappointed that the church had been targeted again by vandals. A crypt of Saint was vandalized in
3: 1996. I'm a crusader. (laughs) He said
2: initially it was uh, quite disgusting when he saw what had happened, but now it's just sad. Uh, apparently, uh, the crypt has been badly damaged and several of the mummies, including the 400-year-old remains of a nun, had been desecrated in the incident, the Crusader's body was turned over and his head was removed. The crypt of St. Meekins was previously vandalized in 1996 when a group of teenagers broke in and took a number of mummified bodies from the coffins. They dragged them onto the grounds and seemed to be playing football with their heads. That's just wrong. Uh, he had it thankfully. It's at, called soccer over there. <laughs> at the, no, it's called football over there.
3: Oh, is it's it? It's soccer here. Uh, you're right.
2: <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's called soccer. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, they're trying to find out who did it. Uh, Steve, I I thought this would be interesting specifically uh, for you because you had a a Great Dane when you were younger. Yes. Veterinarians in Arizona performed a C-section on a Great Dane to help her deliver 19 puppies.
3: Wild!
2: The Kingman Animal Hospital said that it took 11 staff members to perform the procedure on Saturday. After the dog, and I think your dog's name was Clem, right? Clem, Clementine,
3: Mount Valerie Rock. This one is Cleo.
2: Cleo. Uh, was brought in with a different, uh, with it, with a difficult labor. Uh, they said the puppies are all healthy, and Cleo's doing great after her C-section. The Great Danes typically have leader, uh, leaders, <laughs> litters of about eight puppies. We
3: will control the world. <laughs> uh,
2: but this had... More than twice
3: the number of the average. One of the greatest dogs you could ever have. They're, yeah. they're huge, but they are. Their disposition is so sweet, and they're great with kids.
5: Yeah, I actually have, um, you know, in my mind uh, a list of types of dogs I need to own before I die, and right. Great Great Dane is definitely one of them. And they need to like Great Danes especially. They have to have a proper name.
3: Yes, you I know think what I mean? so. Yeah, yeah. they're because they're, they're bigger than most humans. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, uh, we'll do one more story and then wrap it up, uh, Gwendolyn. A guard's story. Uh, she had initially refused to talk about it on camera, but now she's doing it. She didn't see the big deal, but everyone else did. She's a 79-year-old woman, fended off a burglar as he tried to get inside her home. Uh, she had called 911, and she shot at the 20-year-old suspect twice with her 38 and 45. Wow. Uh, she was able to fend him off <laughs> Until deputies arrived to arrest him. And what's funny is what she said to him, uh, she uh, decided to tell her story. And she started with what she said. The first thing she told the man who dared to break into her home was, and I, that quote, I said, mother effer, if you come any further, you're a dead son of a bitch.
7: <laughs> I love that. I know.
2: Uh, she said she had heard a She's noise. Joan Wick. And uh, she said, <laughs> Joan Wick. Uh, She started her work and uh, knew she had heard a noise. She knew that the sound wasn't normal, not taking any chances. She armed herself with a thirty-eight, and that's when she heard a louder noise. And then something hit her door, she recounted. Uh, The man was hitting the back door of her porch with a rubber mallet that he retrieved from a neighbor's barn. Uh, The glass shattered. He came inside, and he was naked. Oh. Uh, she said he didn't have no pants on; he was naked, <laughs> not no pants, no how. She tried to warn the man that she was armed and even fired a warning shot. But she says the man uh, went on upstairs and started ransacking her home. And since the thirty-eight wasn't working, she went over and grabbed her forty-five. <laughs> That's grandma for you. She's looking at her, going, yeah. all right, I got to get something yeah. bigger. Gonna rack it." Uh, she called nine-one. She started giving nine-one-one them- and giving them a play-by-play as she waited for the deputies to get there. She was actually scared when she was talking. to to them, uh, but when the man tried to come downstairs, uh, Hi, she,
5: Grandmom. she fired again. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Grandma.
2: Agard fired again, to which the man asked in surprise, bitch. Hi, Grandma. Hang on. Yeah. He said in surprise, bitch, are you trying to kill me? I love the language flying back and forth. And her re- yeah. her reply to him was, oh, you finally got the message. <laughs> That's Damn. a tough woman. I love, I love her. Better. Yeah. So uh, the cops came and they ended up grabbing him. She said, I don't know what his intention was, but I know what mine was if I had seen him. So she was going to take him out. Pretty funny. There you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you.
16: 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays or get your hands on on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid, while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
16: It's brought to you by New Jersey Transit Police Department reminding you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to one tips njt or text your report to NJTPD.
3: What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, red carpet events canceled for the premiere of Liam Neeson's new movie Cold Pursuit after a controversial interview in which he volunteered information about his concerning race and revenge. Neeson says that in light of the dust-up, he's glad he didn't talk about when he sold drugs to preschoolers. Oh my
5: God.
3: Kendall Jenner telling Allure magazine that one of her worst days was when people noticed she had some acne during the 2018 Golden Globes. That said, Kendall did have to admit that even her acne has perfect skin and a tan. <laughs> oh my God! And finally, Ozzy Osbourne seventy was admitted to a hospital on Monday with a serious case of the flu. Ozzy had initially thought his stomach was upset from eating too much of his favorite snack, Tide Pods. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Natural our next guests are here to promote a film called uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon. It's about a woman who, who gets her life together. So I think it's only obvious that we play a song about a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, to, to begin the interview, to walk the is what we're going to play. Uh, I'll explain in a moment. But we want to welcome the writer and producer and stars of the film here. We have Paul Downs. And please, I'm going to butcher your last name. No, thing. but try it. All right, so I would say uh, Kalezo. Yeah, all right, Kalezo, yeah. Kalezo, yeah. You
7: did it. and Jillian Bell. Oh. oh, you yeah.
12: butchered my yeah. name.
7: Uh,
2: the easy one doing? he screws up. So we had a lengthy conversation about this song. <laughs> Walk the dinosaur, yeah. And I
9: guess Paul, you've never heard this song in your life. No, before. I mean I probably blocked it out. <laughs>
11: How do you block it out? I'm
9: sure it was associated with tons of childhood trauma.
11: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's it. In therapy,
2: this comes up. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. was. one of the first questions they asked us. They're like, "You ever heard of that song?" Walk the dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, sure. But these it's are my kind of guests that do that. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't believe you know that song. But, Jillian, you had brought it up.
18: I love that song and Theodore <clears throat> Excuse me, Theodore Rex. And Paul had never heard of Theodore Rex or the song. I was wow. watching the trailer
9: to Theodore Rex just outside, and Whoopi Goldberg gets paired with a dinosaur, and that is a movie <laughs> I'm going to. There's,
18: there's a lot of physical comedy, a lot of tale comedy. Sure, yeah, yes. getting
9: in the way, knocking things yeah. over. Oh, right. oh,
18: no, he knocked over a vase again. <laughs> in one
9: scene, he steals cookies. And he can't eat them because he's a fake dinosaur, so he just throws them over his shoulder.
3: He, he, <laughs> right, he doesn't have the arm length to hit his <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, it's all it's all rooted in science. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh but Jillian, I have to tell you as you came in. I'm a massive fan of yours. Oh, I, thank I just you. think you're a nuclear talent. Your improvisational stuff is great and everything. You're one of these people, and we all talk about people when we see they're in the cast. I'm like, oh, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But you you your improvisational abilities, you, you started doing improv at like eight? Yes, eight
18: years old.
3: And you were actually in classes at, at eight.
18: I was. My parents I think wanted to get rid of me for a good solid hour. <laughs> but I think that that is a
3: an incredible training ground for you know I I did stand up a little while and did some improvisational stuff and 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 being able to just think on your feet or also just to respond and comedically act it, it's it's uh, has to be, have been a blessing in your life It's to have that.
18: very helpful. Yeah. It's a good tool especially for comedies nowadays because everybody usually most comedies they want us to improvise um most most movies I've done, they'll say, "Let's do it as is," and then we'll do eighteen takes of whatever you want, and so you just kind of got to go with it. It's
3: because I've shown your your, your twenty two Jump Street <laughs> rapid fire list of insults uh, is just is just great, you know. And I sh- I'll show that to people all the time, and and it's funny because now there's like a a YouTube hole you can fall down. That's all that sort of additional. Stuff that usually ends up on Blu-ray, you know, where they're 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 riffing lines of improvisation. Oh, I, of. I
18: would love to watch that. I like watching bloopers when I'm when yeah. I'm in a blue mood. I love um, it's always sunny bloopers. These oh are my, my god, oh, we dude, just,
3: they're so yes, good. we were are just mm-hmm. talking about that, and and there's there's something about that that, that that's extraordinary. But I want to talk about the movie, which I think is very um is is kind of cool because um there are a couple uh, issues that I think are addressed in it. You're you're a woman who's um it, her life is not really going where she wants it to go. Looking for some direction, and and explain the, the genesis of your character.
18: She's sort of stuck, you yeah. know, um, where we've all been. Where it's sort of like, uh, how do I move forward? Right. Um, if your career's not going well, if if you know you haven't found the right person, wh- whatever it may be, and she sort of figures, well, how can I do something for myself? And she starts to uh, to run, and then she sets this huge. Almost seemingly impossible goal of running the New York City Marathon.
3: We've known people, a number of people, who've done this, and even who have shocked us, who who will run. Um, we, a friend of ours, a comedian friend of ours, Burr Kreischer. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he's he's a guy who just out of the blue starts doing these running these races and Ironman things. It just, I want to try this. I want to do incredible
18: what you can push your body to do.
3: Right. So so. Part of the character's transformation is is, getting into shape. You were not asked to do this, but you you took it upon yourself to do it as well and and drop some weight, correct?
18: Yeah, I lost 40 pounds for the role. Wow. uh, On my own, yeah. Like you said, they didn't ask me to do that. But I sort of thought it would connect me to the character better. There were some things in the script that I thought... Oh, this is me. You yeah. know, I, I identify with this woman wholeheartedly. And there were other parts where I just thought, I don't know why she's doing that. I've never gone through that before. Right. And I thought, if I go on this physical journey, it'll help the emotional journey.
3: You know, it's a funny thing, though. As as you start to do stuff like that, and and I think you guys are, are addressing it as, as well, as that a lot of times people who you would assume would support you start to like... What, what is this about?
18: Well, it's interesting, yeah. And and the and the film talks about that too, like yeah. toxic friendships or relationships, and and how you can sort of start to see who's in your corner. And they
3: you sort of get under. And it's I guess we've all done it at some point or not. I don't know if it's if if it's born of jealousy or whatever whatever it is. And it's it's a human thing, but it it does. You know it does start to happen if someone's doing well on a on a on a weight loss program or they're doing something with you know exercise or getting their life around it, it. Maybe it makes people feel maybe I'm not doing enough, and so they tend to respond less than supportively.
18: It's interesting when you start to change your life in any matter right. And if you see if your friends root you on or if they go against it, some people don't like change like that. Mm-hmm. And, and
9: Paul, the,
3: the, the, the basis of this story comes from
9: reality, yes? Yeah. I was living, I was in my mid 20s living with my best friend, Brittany, who is not Brittany Forgler, who Jillian plays, but right. is inspired. Brittany Forgler is inspired by Brittany O'Neill. And she was just the funniest person I'd ever met. She made herself the butt of a joke. She was just always willing to be humiliated and have a good time and sort of like we all were. But she wasn't going, her life wasn't headed in the direction. And she wanted it to be headed, and she had to figure out how she could get on a path that she was proud of. And she's, we were living together, and she went for her first run. And I thought, this is a movie, and I started outlining it.
3: It's funny because when you find that one foundational thing like that, you know, that one thing that you do, you can build on that and do other things, and it sort of helps get your life in order. But that, like, for example, I'm sure the character Brittany, if if running that thing fell out of her life, everything else would start to fall into disarray. Her, but you just need that one thing.
9: Yeah, for her, is about setting goals and pushing yourself and testing yourself to see how far you can go in a certain area. And then that comes, after that, you start feeling pride and you start feeling hope and you start yeah. allowing yourself to dream. And that takes place in all areas of your life. Everything it's, falls into place.
3: It's a simple thing, but it's 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 hard to do it. It's hard with anything like this.
18: And there's complications that we don't always talk about in transformation stories. There's yeah. an emotional journey there. And... And sometimes you can struggle internally and and I think that's a beautiful part of the film that that most transformation stories don't hit on
3: that's what they're, they, they they by the way it's getting great critical reviews and it's it's, it's it's doing very well and, and and they comment on that because a lot of times no matter how earnest the movie tries to be they'll Hollywood ties it and it'll oh my god they just nailed it and and so you know something that resonates a little bit more truthfully is is this approach because it's it's not always cut and dry so let me ask you do you do you yourself uh, were you enamored now of 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 running or um
18: I do enjoy it yeah. actually at first I was very nervous to start <laughs> running and it, it's a vulnerable thing do you feel you... that
3: everyone's looking at you when you do it yep
18: uh yeah sometimes yeah, but yeah. I, but I was doing it in my neighborhood so okay. everybody's kind of keeping to themselves there but right. uh but yeah it's it's hard to start something that you don't know if you'll be good at and and um, I was definitely starting from scratch. I looked up on Pinterest how to start running. I looked up this thing that said couch to 5K, and it just started. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I know yeah. that. Yeah, it just informed me how to do the first steps, and that's what this movie was about, like baby steps, those first steps to push yourself... Towards, uh, towards your dreams.
2: Paul, uh, Jillian mentions trying something that you're not sure if you're good at or not. This, is this your only time directing or first yeah, time directing? The first
9: time I ever directed. And that's the funny thing is, you know, Jillian and I, when we first met, talked talk about this movie. She'd never done a dramatic leading role before, and I'd never directed anything before. And so we were both sort of looking at each other, placing bets on each other, thinking, <laughs> can we do this together? And so we really, it, part of, I think, what drove both of us to do as well as we could in this process was making sure we didn't let the other one down. Mm. But, but it's, it's funny
3: because uh, you can, there's humor obviously inherent to this, to this, anybody who goes through a transformation of this kind, especially on the earlier part of your life where you're finding out that you're, or before the journey as you say, (laughs) the way you're living is not the the, the best. And, and, uh, and, and so that's part of it, but that makes the, um, the heartfelt part of it resonate more, you know, if, if you can connect, because I find that, I think we can all connect to someone who's a little, you know, self-deprecating and it's easier you know sometimes it, when when someone starts if you already had somebody who was just you know a, a marathon runner to begin with it'd be like well this is
18: people can't relate to that they journey can't, they can't relate to that they can relate mm-hmm. to um having trouble struggling to make that first step towards anything the right. marathon is symbolic it's it daunting. could be anything
0: yeah yeah exactly Jillian, in the first part of the trailer, uh, you look terrible, <laughs> and and it's not just
18: ter- I look terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hurtful.
0: By the end, no, no, no. By the end of the trailer, you look phenomenal, and you look like you, you, you But it's not just your your uh, your body. It's the hair is bad, the skin is bad. It just seems like when you go through um, the transformation throughout. It's two and a half minutes of a trailer, so I haven't seen the full movie yet. But it seems like they took time to make sure that. Uh, you were uncomfortable in your skin at the beginning of the movie, not only physically but I- emotionally, and, and dealing with this this person who wasn't going anywhere. I think that they they took that and made it physical as well. Is that is that true, or am I misreading uh, it?
18: No, I mean I think there were certain things that you know were different about her looks from the beginning of the film to the end. But I I know what you're talking about. Like the skin is a little bit like she's dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. And and um, I mean I thought her hair was great, but sure. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> and her and her body is what I looked like when I first got the script, and uh, and then I I lost the weight to 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 go through that journey. And as soon as I was done with it, I sort of wanted to figure out for me now now who do I want to be and how do I feel comfortable my own body. And it's a beautiful conversation. It's all a part of the conversation. And I wanted to experience it from top to, to yeah. end because it was it, it's important it's important that I went through that so that I could speak to that experience.
2: Have you guys ever gone to the doctor cuz I'm I'm speaking off the the trailer as well where they've uh, they've said you don't know okay here's some stuff we got to change.
18: Yes. Here's <laughs> some things
2: here's some things and, and and you start telling you know what your lifestyle is like and you're like wow I didn't know I was doing all this wrong stuff. And it's it's a lot to take in. It's it's a it's a lot to consider. And and changing your life is no easy step. You know,
18: it's a it's a bit of a harsh wake up call. Yeah,
2: because I've I've certainly had it a, a couple of times. Preston, I just have too. A, a, He just lost a whole bunch of weight, Preston himself. How, how much did you take off, Preston? This time, the, like forty yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. forty pounds. I just did that on my own. But years and years ago, I was like, you know, seventy pounds overweight. It was ridiculous. And the doctor was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell you some stuff you don't want to hear, but this is what we got to do and I was able to get it together. So
9: this story, this type of story really speaks to me and I think to a lot of people. That's the thing we re- figured out while we were doing this is we were thought we were telling a story about people in their 20s who were trying to get their life in order and find their way into adulthood and it turns out everyone always is trying to figure out what their life is and trying to get on the right foot and trying their try to find their path and their footing. So it seems as we've been showing this across the country that people of all ages of all genders of all types are relating to, to the character. And it need
3: yeah. not be about a marathon though. As you said, it's now to anything any decision in life so so when you you started um you were at the groundlings for a while and and then you you were a writer for snl i think you were sharing an office with kristen wig was that the the case or are you writing together i wasn't
18: but i wrote with her a lot okay yeah we had similar senses of humor weird off
5: (laughs) 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 how close to your characters are you actually um
18: Uh, i'm i'm I won't lie, I'm not a, I'm not exactly like my character on Workaholics, but I she's in there a little bit. I'm uh, an odd lady. That's a great I enjoy, yeah. you know, dinosaur songs and <laughs> bats. Before and- this yeah.
9: movie, Jillian did a movie where she pooped her pants. Do yes. oh, you like her? <laughs> oh, that's like my real life. <laughs> that's <laughs>
18: how I met Utkarsh, who's in the film. Uh, he was in Game Over Man. He had like a real part. And then I came in to do just like a funny cameo. And But my character, oh, I can't curse on this. Right? No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. But I will just say, she messes her pants.
9: Yeah, she craps her pants. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And she did Method for that, too.
18: I oh, did yeah. full-on Method. You you have,
3: have to. Go through that experience hey, Brando eventually. would have, so yeah, that's yeah. all that I I ate
18: a lot of bean sandwiches. <laughs> Don't think it's a thing? Look it up. <laughs> <Beans>. <laughs>
3: have
2: you done, you've done uh, voiceover sub for, right? For, I have. You are on Gravity Falls, of, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a great Ooh, show. Gravity
6: Falls. Yeah.
2: And uh, because I, I, I'm just listening to the sound of your voice, and you'd be perfect for, uh, you know, doing Disney work and
18: Thank stuff like you. that. you. I'm on a show that's coming out called Bless the Hearts. It's coming on after The Simpsons.
3: They've been, they've been advertising the hell out of it. It looks really good. Is that Is like,
5: it? oh, bless your heart?
3: Yeah. Like yes. That's yeah. oh, what yes. you say when you think someone's okay. stupid, but you don't <laughs> want to say that. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
5: Okay. So now that we have you here in the studio, we have had um, so many of 22 Jump Street in our studio, and it's, uh, I'm excited to have you here. We've had Jonah Hill here. Channing Tatum, Wyatt Russell, Jillian Bell, Ice Cube, and the Lucas Brothers. Uh, I've worked
18: with Ice Cube twice now. Can you believe that?
5: Yeah. Well, Best
18: uh, friends. Fist
5: fight. So that was uh, that was uh, with Charlie Day, right?
3: Yes, yeah, with yeah, which... Charlie Day in the studio. Yeah, so all oh, my t-
18: friends, El yeah. Tonto your friends. comes
0: out later this year, right? You're going to be in El Tonto with Charlie Day. I am. Yeah, and we just had Aaron Scotty, who's one of the producers. He's from this area. He's he's in from uh, Concha oh, Hawkins Circle of Life. Yeah, yeah. I just
18: talked to Charlie about El Tonto, and he's so excited about how it turned out. I can't wait to see it.
3: So, I, I mean, your career at this point is you're 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 becoming, you know, one of those people that that like is a go to, and and so with the performing and stuff do you still get a chance besides improvisationally do you still get a chance to write or are you
18: I am I'm okay. writing right now I'm writing a movie right oh, okay. now I'm I'm working on the rewrite All not right. a, not in this very moment but um, <laughs> That's how What, I was? what, what you're if was what if I had a computer sound sound next yeah. to yeah. me you're like mm-hmm. Dr Manhattan in and the I'm watch- just like exterior
3: <laughs> <laughs> radio
18: <laughs> building <laughs>
3: Well, semi-built radio building yeah. at this point. So. Anytime we ask you a question, just hold up one finger. Yeah, on, I
18: go. Hang, hang on. on, I got a joke.
3: That's a great line. Yeah, uh,
18: but yeah, I'm writing something right now. That's what very is cool. This one, we're both writing.
9: We're both writing. So now
11: that you
3: get you get your first movie out of the gate, gets yeah. this kind of attention. You know, we, we always think that there's just an onslaught of of uh, stuff coming your way. Does that happen, or is it? Or you're still in the word getting out stage and
9: it's sort of both we were talking about that on the way in you know reading scripts and trying to figure out what's next but i'm working on my own script that's very different than than this one so hopefully i'll be done with that one soon too hey when does the actual uh new york city marathon november. take place november yeah, yeah did you some... guys shoot at it we shot at the actual new york city marathon okay in
18: 2017 in
9: 2017 <clears throat> and it was on daylight savings time so i think a bunch of the day that you change your clock so i think if people People were oh, now late. Yeah, no. Oh, that's terrible! Oh my god, wow. dude! I know, but it was really a magical experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Unreal. we were we we shot. I don't want to give too much away, but we shot uh, parts of the race, and we used their equipment. And we, uh, you know, there were fifty thousand people there. Well, well that may be good.
2: Did you see any of the legendary moments where people have to like you know pee outside or uh, you know their nipples were bleeding? I mean, it well, can there get... was
9: a lot of that. Yeah. Really? Well, I didn't even. That know is there's... the
3: unattractive part yeah. for, for me. <laughs> the 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 the, the, the defecating on people. Yeah. Lawns and uh, all of that but stuff, are, which is part and parcel of the
9: whole thing. There right? are volunteers who are just on the sidelines to vaseline your legs. Yeah. Really? That's their job, yeah. And and some men... what major city doesn't have that exactly. anyway? <laughs> yeah, all year. And their calv- <laughs> these men, these muscle men, their calves were coming through. Their muscles were coming through their skin. Oh my god! It was really. It's really an. You're not supposed thing. to run that far. That's, <laughs> that's why. That's right. That's right. You're not,
5: you're not supposed <laughs> it's, to. That's right. All right. So I want to ask you, as you're chronicling Brittany's life. Is she aware of this, and was she okay? And if she was, was she okay with
9: it? So it waited a few months. Okay. And I said to her, we were on our couch, and I said, you know, I'm not sure if I should tell you this, but I'm writing a movie about you. Hmm. That's awesome. And she said, what's it called? And I said, it's called Brittany Runs a Marathon. And 12 said, years of yeah. <laughs> sleep. Oh, man. Uh, she said, uh, uh, I said what's, she said, what's it called? And I said, it's called Britney Runs a Marathon. And she said, how fast does she run it in? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I talked to her about the themes of it. But her, her goal in real life was to go under four hours, which <laughs> is like a real impressive
5: wow because i just know as somebody who is who's had their struggles in life with whether it be uh smoking cigarettes or you know drinking or um weight because i've i've gained and lost weight many many times when you sort of enter into this area of, like, trying to quit or trying to get started with running, you don't want to tell anybody because yeah. failure is a real possibility. It's yeah. a very, very big possibility. So, like, you know, the times that I've quit smoking, it's like, I'm not going to say anything until maybe, like, a month in. Right. You know? I, I haven't drank in seven and a half years. I, I didn't say anything on the air anniversary. Like, you know what wow. I mean? Like, I just... Wow. You just sort of like, you
9: know, so yeah, you want to bury it. Yeah. You know, just in case you fail.
3: Just in case you it, it, fail. It's a, it's a, it's a built, well, other people will use it the other way. They'll tell everyone because they figure
9: they'll be shamed if they, if, yeah. they, if they do. It, it's, it's,
3: it's, up, right? But it's your personal mechanism, yeah. you know, it's, it's what yeah. you,
9: you do. Yeah, totally. I'm mean, real Brittany, Her first run, she was a biker. And even when we fell out of touch, I would see a whiz go by in a business coat. And I would think, <laughs> oh, that was Brittany. But she would, she went for her first run. It was two miles on a treadmill at the gym. Wow. And yeah, and she really like impressed herself. And seeing her come home and, feel That pride and feel that hope was really exciting.
3: I, awesome. I, I love that they didn't make, you know, like the, nobody that you just did it on your own for the weight loss because that's, you know, that's. You, yeah, it's not a, the message of the film. It's not the message of the film. Right, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's yeah. not
9: really about that. It's, it's a, not. It's, it's a hook to get the audience yeah. to understand what the impetus is for this character's journey, but really, we're telling a human story about someone who's just trying to do better.
2: Yeah. Awesome. I think a lot of people are trying to do that. Britney Runs a Marathon is the name of the movie. Hey, good luck with this, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so for coming much.
9: Thanks, thanks for here. having us at the we, song.
2: When we were throwing yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get some love, Jillian yeah. Bell. Yeah. Uh, so, Brittany runs a marathon.
1: The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that
6: rocks.